The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Brilliant! I'm mute and not even looking at the camera. Oh. I just what a professional. Oh, Shall I try again? Shall I try? Hey yo! Didn't see you there. Did you not? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I'll cut that light, mate. It's fine. <laughs> Maxie, look at this. Look how much room I've got. Look. I know. I can go and all the way back here. Little Bob in the background. As I can go all the, the way over champion. here. Ooh. And I can go. All the way over here. I would <laughs> piss my sides if you fell off your chair. Then I got yeah. I'm not sat on a di- old, old dining room chair anymore. I've got a proper little spinny rolling chair. <laughs> you classy individual. Oh, That's um, I'm going the wrong way. That no. That no. Hang on. <laughs> that there we go. Is Big Bob. That's Liv's Teddy. Okay. That's about it's about five foot tall, mate. It's freaking massive. And it's the current world heavyweight champion. It is, mate. It is with a lovely replica title there. And it's in a CM Punk t-shirt in honor of our topic for <laughs> Mags v. Psy today, which I'm very much looking forward to getting beaten in. So <laughs> I, I've been very naughty for this topic. I've heard, mate. I've heard. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it myself because apparently when you sent uh, Quizmaster Sharon your questions, knowing how much she despises Mr. Punk, you you wind her up a bit, but I'm intrigued because she was reading through them earlier on, roaring with laughter and calling you the c word, and I was oh, yeah. thinking she she messaged me back. She never normally messaged me back when I send her the questions, and she <laughs> That's said, rude. I, "I know she might be she's rude. That's why I did what I did." But she said, "You're a cunt." Oh dear, dear, dear. Ah, uh, there we go. Two minutes live. Fantastic. And what me, you and Sharon sat in the pre-recording just before this. And I said, right, let's not use the C word all the time this week. Shall we avoid, let's avoid it. Two minutes in, 120 seconds. I'm getting it in before Sharon says yeah. it multiple times later on in the show. But like I said, she was laughing her head off. And I was like, what's so funny? And she's like, I can't tell you because I'll give away the questions, but it's funny. <laughs> was it an evil a- laugh? Like, I shall get my revenge style. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I feel that because she's the quiz master and you wind her up, I may do well this week on Max V. <laughs> I mean, it's it's your kind of wheelhouse anyway. I mean, I was out of wrestling for pretty much all the Punk's career. So I'm, it's I'm, amazing. I, I regret picking the topic, to be fair. It's amazing how much I've... Well, I suppose it's not amazing because it's me, but it's amazing how much I've forgotten about that period in wrestling because when i was doing my own little bit of research to make questions up to give to your, your good self i was like did that happen i don't remember that what what that <laughs> happened did. then did it so did. yeah yeah not not a great start for me i think but looking forward to it but we also have a brilliant non-wrestling topic as always the cwf always come through for us of brilliant stories about well moving which we'll get to very very soon uh, we have a Royal Rumble to look at, as the graphic above our lovely, beautiful heads says right there, made for us by the Photoshop wizard that is Pigs Batters himself. 
Royal Rumble 2007 we will be looking at later in the show, which was a selection of mine, and then that lost, and then Magsy's put the same selection up and it won. So I'm starting to feel slightly offended. But there we go. <laughs> Loads to get on with, mate. Loads to get on. Massive bumper, bumper, bumper episode of Chain Wrestling Life, as always. So we should probably start the show. We should. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. I like to move it, move it. You like to move it. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, an SJP World Media Production, episode 128 and 96 live, Mags, that's right, isn't it? 96, correctly, 96, 96. this week. Oh, Chain Wrestling 100 coming up, well, Chain Wrestling Live 100 coming up Four very soon. Four weeks away. Yeah, there's a little bit of news about that very shortly. I am Sai, and with me as always is the CM Punk to my chubby chunk, oh, blah, 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 blah. the San Antonio to my cornholio, I need TP for my bunghole. Give hmm. <laughs> us a better reference, mate. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It'll crack you up. My, my daughters will get that. They'll find that very funny. A podcaster who has gone out of his way to wind up Quizmaster Sharon tonight. So I'm quite confident for Mags to be later on. Lord Mags, how are you, your family and the chickens, my friend? I'm doing good, yeah. Um, the family are fine. I mean, we've never really got into this, but yeah, they're absolutely fine. Um, we're just decorating uh, the girls' bedroom. Uh, so that's fun, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that sounded convincing, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, we're putting um, glow-in-the-dark stars and moons on the, on the okay. scene, so we thought... We decorate the whole lot, uh, but yeah, it's been absolutely fine. Um, in regards to the chickens, I suppose it's not massive news, but we might as well go for it. Chicken news with Max only on Chain Wrestling. So for, for this week's chicken news, um, the weather up here in in good old Burnley has been horrific, shall we yeah. say? And I. Um, Massive um, rain and uh, thunder uh, storms. So the coop, the well, the sorry, the run, the chicken run has got quite swampy. I want to say. Uh, so uh, our house is it's uh, it's it's bedrock is clay. So every time uh, there's a lot of rain, we get lots of like surface water. Uh, and because the chickens essentially destroy the grass because they eat it from the roots, uh, and then we put wood chip down, um, it became a massive swamp. Um, so the chickens have been blessed with some fresh wood chip, cost me an absolute Ooh. fortune, uh, and it actually smells really nice because it's that pan wood chip. And they help me spread it out because chickens like to um, scratch. The, that's how they, they keep themselves from getting bored and they look for worms and uh, insects and things like that. So when I was tipping massive bags of, of wood chip all over, 
they were da- all all eight of them were diving on the wood chip and, and flicking it all over the coop. So they actually did Fantastic. half of the job for me. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. that's this week's chicken news. They've been spoiled with a new uh, layer of wood chips. An expensive layer as well, you say. Is it very costly? expensive? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's like 30 quid a, a bag, but yeah, like still three bags are like 90 quid, but it's Jesus. They're worth every penny, those chickens. Yeah. For yeah. all the eggs you get, just counting them off, one pound an egg or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were up, I think, with the price of eggs, but now they've got some production to, to catch up with now. Yeah. They'll get kind of sorted out, don't they? You said yeah. about chickens scratching you, like, is that why it's called, you know, when you, you were a kid, you used to scratch your hand and it's called a chicken mm-hmm. scratch. Do you remember that? Is that why it's called a chicken it, scratch? Because chicken scratch all the time. It, it's never been, I've never known it to be called that, but I would assume that's why. What did you call it then? A scratch. No, when you were a kid, you used to make, do you know what I mean? Do that. Not just scratch yourself. It was something. No, just called scratching. Oh, okay. You see, that's a Gloucester thing. Yeah, must be. Must be stupid stuff that kids do. Our lives did it and I scarred her hand. She did a stupid thing with a can of deodorant as well. That was annoying, you know? Like spraying she... it until the point where it gives herself a chemical burn because that's what all her mates were doing. Oh, Jesus. Stuff. Nonsense. Yeah. That definitely lasts forever. Brilliant. Mm, yeah. But there you go. Never mind. Shall we dive into the chat and see who has joined us, Magsy? Yes, we shall. So starting off the, the evening, Dan Griffin is utterly appalled that the CDRF chose this over TNA. So mad. He's going to watch a movie and join, you, join us later. Oh, Dan, you're so petulant. He's like oh, a child, man. isn't he? Like a, a big, cuddly child. Doesn't get his own way and has a sulk. I wonder if there's anyone else on this show who does that. Both of us. Literally yeah, both to- of us. Totally both of us. <laughs> <laughs> In Kings Banner, hello, sir. And again, uh, I'd like to uh, basically double down on what Sar said. Your artwork is always amazing and massively, massively appreciated. And he says, I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long in our case, is probably very short. I shall be <laughs> devoted to your service and the service of our great chain wrestling family to which we all belong. You know, that should, that's a mantra to live your life by, isn't it? That's a tattoo, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Everyone in the CWF should get that tattoo yeah. on the forehead. I was going to say on the forehead, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sharon, who will be joining us very soon, uh, says it's Monday night. You know what that means. And, um, King Pigs Butters says, evening, lads. Hello to you, sir. Uh, Connor in the chat. Hello to you, young Connor. Um, King Pigs Butters also welcoming the rest of the CWF in. Sharon saying that Big Bob, the world champion, is is on her side of the bed. Big sure. Bob. I'm sure he'll get moved over to Sar's side when Sar's asleep, asleep on the floor later. The thing is, the audio version, when people listen to the podcast, they have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, you, can you not change the the like, thumbnail to a picture of Big Bob as the world champion? I could do, I suppose. Yeah, I'll take a picture. Yeah. There we go. Uh, good cop, bad cop. Graham, I would assume in the chat. Bonjour. Hello. How are you, Graham? Uh, King Pig Banner. Cluck, cluck, cluck-tastic. Them chickens are spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon, ha, ha, ha. We call it a scratch. Exactly. It's a bloody scratch. You glaster folks. We've... <laughs> Not just scratch, not just having a scratch, but like when you were kids, like you spit on your hand and just scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch. You, you spit on your hand and then yeah. 
has TV only just become a thing in Gloucester? <laughs> Come on, kids. Let's all have a good chicken scratch. That used it's to keep wrong... us entertained for hours. <laughs> it's the wrong time of year to be chasing cheese down a hill. Let's scratch our hands instead. Yeah, that's uh... what you've got. You've got chicken scratching. You've got cheese chasing, and you've got chemical burns with deodorant. Brilliant. Yeah. What an entertaining laugh in, <laughs> in laughter. Uh, whilst I think of it then, Magsy, Chain Wrestling 100, Chain Wrestling Live 100, sorry, I keep getting that wrong. Uh, as people may have seen the video that's been circulating on our, on our social medias and so on, um, I'll share it again later on. Make sure you go and check it out, because I'll give you the date and the time. I mean, it's August the 13th, I believe, is the date. And Four it's seven. Weeks. It's 7 p.m., and it's a Sunday. So there's a couple of changes there. It's a 7 p.m. start and it's live on a Sunday. So make sure you're checking that out because I'll be honest with you, I got on holiday the following morning. I got no idea. <laughs> I got no idea at all when I'm going to get a chance to edit that and put the podcast out. So is what it is. <laughs> so it might be a one and done. You might all may well be. Catch it on so the yeah, YouTube make sure. Channel. Make sure you remember Sunday, the 13th of August, 7 p.m., not the Monday night as usual. Ah, Magsy, shall we um, play a little game? We shall, but first I want to chuck these two uh, very late comments in. Uh, uh, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop says he can confirm. I've just uh, Googled the top 10 things to do in Gloucester, and number three was spitting on your hand and scratching it. I'm surprised it's that low. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cheese roll. It was cheese rolling season, so that bumped up a little bit. Ah, Um, okay. And then the last one, uh, Matt Willis joining. Sorry he was late. It was at Wayne, lost another three and a half pounds. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. uh, Matt. Great stuff, yeah. Matt. Yeah, you're doing really, really well. I think uh, I think it was either last week or the week before he got uh, Slimmer of the Week, which is absolutely amazing. So, so proud of you, man. So, well done. Yeah, really good stuff, mate. Really good stuff. Yeah. Well done. So, let's get into uh, some Mags V. Sar, shall we? Amazing. Ah, <laughs> uh, Magsy, you're wearing a CM Punk T-shirt. Yo. In the intro to Max V. Soy. I am. You are? Is your, is your room on fire there, Sal? Is that no. you smoking? That's somebody else doing something <laughs> they shouldn't be nearby. The window's open. It's the kids over the road. Um, <laughs> Will you bloody start spraying that deodorant and give yourself chemical burns? <laughs> Quiz Master Sharon, how are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. Can I just confirm this whole chicken scratch thing? Size made that up because I've never heard of that. It was no bullshit. Okay, well, not, not bullshit. You've never heard of it. You might not have, but bullshit is not called a chicken scratch. It was called a chicken scratch when I was a kid. There is such a thing as a chicken scratch, yes, but this whole spitting on your hand and scratching, I feel you made up with your friends. Okay, so so what was it? He's had a hard it? laugh. Listen, before <laughs> before he he looked out with you he obviously had a very very hard laugh 
listen to this motherfucker creeping now. <laughs> oh, I've, I have to creep. I've done a very bad thing. <laughs> and can I can I just say, in the interest of the recording, I have been asked not to say the word cunt. So just ah. for reference, I will not say cunt tonight. Okay. Fantastic. See, Brilliant. Uh, I hope my mum's not sticking to the rules. I love it. <laughs> Our topic this evening for Mags v Sai. Uh, what's the score, by the way, Magsy? You're winning, aren't you? Five three, is it? Five two? I've I forgot the score after I won after I was like two nil up. Let's just say I'm winning. Well, yeah, you are. I know that. We yeah. probably should have kept tabs on that. It sounds to be honest, it sounds like a job that a quiz master should do. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Mm, you don't yes. get Jerry Paxman having to uh, not remember the scores on a university <laughs> challenge, do you? Because so, it's the, this this is the same level of intellect, obviously. It is <laughs> exactly same level of intellect of university challenge when the young ones went on it, maybe, but not. <laughs> not <laughs> uh, yes, this week's Mags V side topic is CM Punk. As you can see, Big Bob over my shoulder sporting the big gold belt that Punk once won and also a CM Punk t-shirt. Magsy, have you froze? There you go. You're back. Hey, you're back. Oh, I've got one bar. I've just got the bar. Two bars, one bar. This there you go. I can fun. hear you now. Brilliant. It's all right. You're back. I can hear you. You're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> We're all good to go. As always, we have five questions each, penalty shootout style, yep. read by our quiz master, the amazing Miss Sharon Career. Uh, my questions are obviously all very straightforward CM Punk questions. Magsy's put a twist on his. I'm intrigued to hear what they are. <laughs> so Sharon- I, before we start, I have to I have to insist that you read these questions out verbatim, how they are written, Sharon. Don't Go into business for yourself. <laughs> no reply. <laughs> Look at the icy stare. Uh, um, Sharon, just to clarify before we get into uh, any CM Punk questions, what are your thoughts on Mr. Punk? I think he's wonderful. You sit on a throne of lies. No sarcasm detected. Let's go. Brilliant. Tell me when I'm telling lies. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. This oh, said, I'm not allowed to swear, so... <laughs> if you cover your mouth, it's fine. Honestly, that's <laughs> not fine. Because these are, oh, for goodness sake, it doesn't work like that. Right. Okay. Oh, are we ready? <laughs> we are. I think so. <laughs> Allegedly, we're ready. <laughs> Mr. Max. That's me. CM Punk got his wrestling name from a tag team he was part of. What was his partner's working name? Oh, so he was punk. And was the other one Venom? I'm thinking it's Venom. Venom. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's got a question. <laughs> I, I have lost this round. You've, you don't lose a penalty shootout on the first kick, sir. <sighs> Mr. Sai. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, Sharon. I, Sharon think Charles Montgomery Punk is the best wrestler ever. <laughs> but how many times has Punk been a singles world champion? Ah, uh, okay. So we got we got you know define that a little bit. Define that a little bit because singles world champion, how many companies are we talking? Just well, it's the... only on on his Wikipedia and Cage match pages, 
these okay. are the only titles that are classed as world titles. Okay. So I'm going to say the Ring of Honor titles class as a world title, isn't it? Is are you asking or telling? I'm asking. <laughs> uh okay. Um I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say five. Is that your final answer? It will be. Sounds wrong, though, doesn't it? You are incorrect. Ah, uh, okay. If you say six, I'm going to be gutted because I was going to go six. The answer is six. No, it's not. It's nine. <laughs> <laughs> one Ring of Honor, two, one ECW, two AEW, uh, two WWE Championship, and three World Heavyweight Championships. Uh, okay, fair enough. So I don't know what Wikipedia classes world title. ECW title, I've never factored into being a world title. It was the ECW World Heavyweight title. The WWE version of it you're talking, aren't you? Yeah. So that means Matt Hardy's a former world champion. I ain't having and, that. And so is Ezekiel Jackson. He oh, was no. the last. <laughs> Fuck off. We'll say six. I'm still wrong, but that ECW title can get in the bin. <laughs> Mr. Max. Hello. Punk won the OVW TV title by beating who? OVW. So that must be when he was coming to WWE because that's like the, the get you ready for TV bullshit, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so free um, NXT, wasn't it? I mean? Yeah. I. Mm, nothing's really springing out I'm gonna say Seth Rollins or Tyler but he was FCW though weren't he so I'm, no I might I might roll that one back no st- I'll, I'll go with it Tyler Black you are incorrect so you're oh. gonna have to say the name because <clears throat> I don't know how to pronounce that correctly Kenny Kenny Dagstra. Yeah, from the Spirit Squad. Ken Dwone, I think his name was. Right, yeah, that's the bit I was stuck on, yeah. Hmm. Didn't know that. Well, you do now. Well, I do <laughs> now, and I will never forget it. Sharina. <sighs> Mr. Sai. <laughs> his little giggles. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I, Sharon love about colin murray punk is his passion for the business but in 2012 and 2013 i'm guessing that's supposed (laughs) yes he He won the wrestling observer most disgusting promotional tactic name one of the two reasons why 2012 2013 Mm-hmm. So two separate years, and okay. he won. He won the award for the most disgusting promotional tactic. I'm, I may be off on my timeline here, but is I'm going to say it's something to do with Jeff Hardy and his addiction issues. Is that correct? Oh, that's yeah. Okay, Jeff Hardy and his addiction issues, and Punk was gone about being straight edged and having and, and, and Hardy being boozy and all that sort of stuff. You are incorrect. Oh, okay. He exploited Jerry Lawler's legitimate heart attack in 2012. 
and he exploited the death of Paul Bearer in twenty. Oh yes, with the oh uh, yeah, with the urn and that yeah, okay, yeah, okay. See, oh, now you say it, I'm like, oh, that's obvious, but yeah, okay, no worries. Question three, Mister Max. Hello. At the 2012 Royal Rumble, Punk defeated who to retain the WWE title? <sighs> mm, let's go with Dolph Ziggler. Is that your final answer? Yes. You are correct. Oh, that was Fucking plucked hell. right out of my ass. I'm trying to see like the glare, <laughs> the, the reflection on your glasses. I'm trying to see if I can read the same Wikipedia page you're on from there. <laughs> the blue light stops it. The uh, blue light stops it. Amazing. So that's 2-0 then. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, God. I've just read the question a little bit. It's <laughs> <laughs> made me my favourite one. Because this is also a plug. Let's... So I'm doing the Lord's work. Okay. Intriguing. Go for it, Shah. Let's hear it. Mr. Sai. Yes? If I had my way, come face masturbator punk would be the cover model for Sweet Melody. <laughs> <laughs> but which WWE game was he the cover star of? Uh, was it? I was 2013, wasn't it? I'm not what good with game. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna plump the 2013 um, because I, I'm not very good with any of that sort of stuff. 2K13, I was called. You are correct. Okay. Well, well done. Nailed it. Thanks, Max. <laughs> so, so how many questions? Is, how many questions has Max got left? Um, two, the two. same as you. Okay. Okay, just checking. Question four, Mr. Mags. Punk defeated Ryback at Hell in the Cell 2012. Which WWE name refed that match? Oh. I'm, I'm just going to say Shane McMahon. I think Shane McMahon. And I have no idea why it would, but I'm going with Shane McMahon. You are incorrect. The answer is Brad Maddox. I would never have got that. Nor would I until I read it earlier. <laughs> I didn't like remember that GM? match. Was he like the GM for a little while? He was around that time, wasn't he? he yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okie doke. Oh, I could pull this back now. 2 1. I've got two questions left. Good. Mr. Sai. <laughs> In my, Sharon's, view, crybaby moron punk is a multi-talented athlete. But what was his MMA record after his short UFC run? Okay, he had two fights. But I know he didn't win. But I think it was only one defeat. And one was, what do they call it? Is it a no contest? That's right, isn't it? Because, yeah. Okay, one defeat, one no contest. 
Yeah, is that, that's right. Is that your final answer? That's it, go for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm happy with that. He technically lost both matches because the the judge did give it to the uh, Mark Jackson, his second opponent, but he was then found to have elevated levels of marijuana in his system. Ah, okay, I remember. Because the second fight, Punk went the distance, didn't he? That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 He got absolutely murdered in the first yeah. fight. <laughs> Literally murdered. <laughs> okay, so well, one question each left, and it's two each, yes? Yes. Yep. Oh, Correct. Oh, look at me keeping up for a change. Go for it. Let's go. Let's do this. Question five, Mr. Max. Who was the first person to de- defeat Punk in AEW? Oh, I have watched maybe one Punk match in AEW. Surely it's got to be MJF that early feud but then that's too obvious or is it is it Wardlaw could it be Wardlaw I feel it may be Wardlaw so I'm going with Wardlaw I don't know if I said that enough have you said Wardlaw enough? <laughs> I think Wardlaw is it maybe Wardlow? is that your final answer that's Alex? my final answer and if it's MJF I will be pissed off you're wrong it was MJF you fucking what <laughs> what a cunt oh why why can we stop using the C word on the show please <laughs> I, that, that just came out apologies it's all right. He covered his knife. It doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. Okay. Come on, then. I can win this. I can I? Mister Sai. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this this is elite. This one is elite. Okay. Every time I see Closet Mummy's Boy Punk, my ovaries say it's clobbering time. <laughs> These are all getting cut, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting all of these, putting them all together, playing cult personality underneath. <laughs> but what comic book character uses that as a catchphrase? Ah, oh, see? He's never going to know this. I'm never going to know that. It's clobbering time. The mm-hmm. comic book character uses that. I've got... N- oh, my goodness. I've got no idea at all. Um, Take a guess. Uh, I'm. I don't. I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, who's the guy that you like? The guy, bloke go, go narrow me. it down. Bloke it's it's clearly CM Punk. Right? <laughs> yeah. How the she likes? She's fawned uh, after him all this quiz. Bloke, bloke, you like your own Wrexham? Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Okay. Is that your final answer? Well, it's going to have to be. It's the only one I can think of. You are incorrect. The only comic character you could think of was Deadpool. Yeah. Don't watch those films. Okay. And I mean, I've seen Deadpool. Doesn't ever pay attention either. <laughs> Why? Who? Who is it then? It's... It is the thing from Fantastic Four. Oh, I, I, I don't know who that is. Yeah, that's why I said he'd never get it. Yeah. So that was a really I'm good. Glad shot, I didn't cut that question then. Yeah, there we go. Two each. It's a draw. 
It's a and... no contest, similar to Punk's. <laughs> which one of us has elevated amounts of marijuana in our system, though? Well, not mine. Mine's always at a constant high level. <laughs> it's not elevated and you're no I'm joking I don't smoke that nonsense <laughs> would you like to hear the two questions that were cut would I win if I can answer either of them I mean no but I mean, you, <laughs> you could go on then so question five was <laughs> the anaconda vase is a better submission move than the sharpshooter but what was the name of See You Next Tuesday's Motherfucker Punk? What was the name of his original finisher? Pepsi Plunge. <clears throat> See, I'm glad I cut that one. Yeah, it was a pedigree off like the middle or top rope, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's a horrific move. Yeah, really, really um, dangerous. <laughs> and the last one, in my opinion, as an author, Cook Hold... <laughs> masochistic punk is an amazing wordsmith but which comic book crossover did he write the introduction for oh i'm never gonna get that am i so he was avengers versus x-men oh okay well there you go i am very happy with a draw very very happy yeah uh okay fair enough fair enough enough. Uh, (laughs) did you enjoy this week's quiz sharon I think you need to remember that I have your address. Yes. <laughs> I, I actually told the wife, I said, Sharon's just called me a, a cunt. She's like, oh, again, what, with the C word. what's she called you for? So I told her and she went, yeah, you're a cunt. <laughs> Are we trying to break some kind of record? We're, we're half hour in. I think we've used that word more. Well, I say we, you two have used that word a hell of a lot more than what we have done on yeah, okay. Let's just count. Sharon, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us once again. For I Mag was just G-Spine. putting in a disclaimer. That's all. I, mm-hmm. I didn't use it in that way. Yeah, when no, we go back through the chat now, were, All of man were disclaimers. When we go back through the chat now, you'll see that Pig's Bladders was really glad about your disclaimer as well. He's very thankful that you put the effort in in that way. So we'll, we'll okay. scour that very shortly. But yeah, thank you so much for being a quiz master once again, my love. It's hugely, Amazing hugely appreciated. Uh, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you online? Um, no, you put me on the spot because I didn't write any of it down. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of runs in the family, doesn't it? <laughs> um, on Twitter, it's the at Sharon Korea 13. Um, on Facebook and everything else, you can find me under Sharon Korea, or you can listen to my podcast away from the pages on the SJP World Media Network. And a brilliant listen. It always is too. Absolutely. Thank you very much, my love. I will, uh, well, I'll see you very soon, I suppose. Okay, hurry up in my bedroom. I want to go back to bed. Okay, no worries. Because <laughs> punks are waiting outside and ovaries are saying, it's clobbering time. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Sha. Uh, my wife hates CM Punk. I'm amazed that she was that me, good. No. Uh, I'm amazed. She was such a good sport with that. Fair play. She was absolutely fantastic. Um, very quickly in the chat, anyone commenting via the Facebook group, um, if you do not give StreamYard the relevant permissions in our chat, the way we see it, it comes up Facebook user. So we don't know who you are. I've been told that my mate Ari is in the chat. So some of these comments will be from him. If you're not going Probably to use... This one. Hi, babes. That'll be Harry, I expect. Um, If you're not going to give StreamYard the relevant permissions, which is 
fully understandable. I don't like doing it either. Just stick your name on your comment. So when we read through the chat later on, we know who it's from. Because we get more than one person commenting from Facebook. Everyone comes up as Facebook user. So it's a pain in the ass. Because Facebook does my head in, in a way. But there we go. Shall we dive through the chat quickly, Magsy, before we get on to our non-wrestling topic? Well, we've yes, mentioned we that. shall. Um, so... Scottish Danny, rocking up late, but he's here, as always, uh, saying, hey, yo, and it's rumble time. Uh, Matt said he got the sliver of the week uh, two weeks in a row, so amazing, Matt. You're doing really, really well. So proud yeah, of you. fantastic stuff. Um, <laughs> then Graham, being the great co-host that he is, you'd think he'd be quicker with less weight to carry around. Amazing. Um Matt trying to butter up Mrs. Mrs. Powell by saying Sharon looking very glamorous this evening. Um, I don't know if she's kind of your cup of tea, Matt, but she Sharon loves it anyway. Um, Always looks fantastic. She does. Um, King Pugs Banner says, uh, appreciate the effort, Sharon. No need for the bad language. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was just disgusting, the language coming out of you, sir. <sighs> Absolutely horrific. Um, yeah, always me. And then he says, and time for him to leave, effing Phil. But he didn't leave, did he? Because he stuck around and answered half the questions. Um, <laughs> Dan said, WECW title fully counts for the purpose of making Kane a three-time world champion. Yes, but it also means that Chavo Guerrero was a world champion. And I, that, I'm really sorry. I'm not having it. But I'm not it, having it. You would have still got it wrong anyway, because that would. No, have yeah, been no, yeah, yeah. Eight times. I, I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying the original ECW title for ECW's own company. I will buy that as a relevant and, and legit world championship if people wish to make that point. Vince ECW, McMahon, ECW champion. Sorry, Vince McMahon was ECW champion. Uh, the ECW version <laughs> under WWE. I'm not buying that was a world title, man. Do you know uh, that, that fucking yeah. vampires and zombies running around for crying out loud? The, that vampire was in this Royal Rumble, sir. He I was. You know. We'll get to him shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Cam, uh, hello, sir. How are you? Glad to glad to see you around. Uh, King's Prince Banner says, uh, "I love how Max has taken a leaf out of my book with his question phrasing." Exactly. I mean, the the, the CM Punk topic was. Uh, to give a peek behind the curtain, it was a very last-minute thing because Sam messaged and said, what's the topic for Mags v. Sad? I was like, oh, yeah, we're meant to have one, aren't we? <laughs> Shit. It was so even the- more unprofessional than that. I think I, did, I think I didn't actually... I didn't message you to ask what the topic was. I think the thing I messaged you was, is it Mags v. Sorry this week? So it just came It just came like a bolt of lightning. Let's do CM Punk because Sharon absolutely hates it. And and that it grew into making her say things she doesn't really believe. Yeah, she hates him so much. <laughs> but she was a brilliant sport, wasn't she, fair play? Um, Sharon said no spoilers in the chat, which was already too late because was Matt me. had... Oh, was that you? So yeah. you multitasked. I Amazing. typed, mate. I, and the thing is, with my new podcast setup, <laughs> my laptop now is on a proper laptop stand. Rather than because I used to have it balanced on two coffee mugs and I put two nails in a bit of wood which would hold it in place. Classic. Uh, Classic is all it was good work. But I got a proper laptop stand now. So when I'm typing, the laptop, if you imagine a laptop sits like that, yeah. In the laptop stand, it's like that. Which again, this what? is gonna work fantastically well on the it's audio. 90 button. degrees. It's it's like that, you know. So I can't it's weird because the, the buttons are facing up to me, and it's so strange to have type like that. But anyway. But it works. 
It does. Um, so Matt and Connor all tried to chip in with answers, and unfortunately, Connor did get one wrong. I mean, technically, it was zero and two because mm. he did lose the match, but it was kind of no contest. I'm actually really impressed that you got that question. Um, Facebook user, hi, babes. Facebook user laughing at me, saying Wardlow, um, saying that uh, Sharon should kill me. I mean... No, that's directed at me for not knowing the um, uh, any comic book stuff at all. That's directed at me. That's fair. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why Sharon would want to kill you. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, they love Shazza. I'm assuming this is Harry, all Harry. It is. Um, hello, everyone. This seems to be someone else. Hello, everyone, uh, and always a great show. Well, we appreciate whoever you are, Facebook user. Let me uh, have a look. Watch it, through the others. It is Harry. I have no idea what the bloody hell you mean. I'm assuming about the permissions. Yeah, pretty much. The other comment was from our good friend Tyler Peters. Oh, hello, Tyler. How are you? Um, Scottish Daddy, this was the last Royal Rumble I ever pirated on VHS. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People still do that in 2007. People still pirate tapes in 2007? Scottish Daddy has got everything on tape. You've got to remember, this guy is a stabbing murderer. So he, <laughs> he records everything on on C90 cassettes and is that right? long play to 240-minute VHS tapes. When on that topic, when we were you know, a bit of context for everyone, I got this new podcast station set up because we've had a massive move around. We'll come to that on the non-wrestling topic. When we um, had this massive move around in our house, obviously the room that was my bedroom, Sharon was gutting and finding loads of stuff in and all that, yeah. And there was a video player in there that I tried to hide in the attic. But also, Sharon turned to me and said, do we really need these? And it was a pack of five audio C90 cassette tapes still in the cellar. And you said, you, yes, I need them. And I said, yeah, you don't want to get rid of them. You never know when they're coming handy. And Sharon basically said she was going to throw them away. So I got them and I sneaked them away. So I still got um, them. So <laughs> and what will you use them for? You never know. You do know. How long no. have they been there? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I can't remember ever getting them. <laughs> so you so you haven't used them in all the time that you've lived in your house. Throw them away. I'm not going to do that. Bad. So, so bad. Uh, uh, Harry, as, as give go. Facebook inspirations, uh, nice to see you, you hairy abuse. Thank you very much. Awesome to hear from you as well, my friend. It certainly is. Um, Cam says, Nacho has a leprechaun side, so vampires are fair game, surely. I mean, that well, makes sense. I will quite openly state how shite that leprechaun was. I, oh, we're going to get to stuff like that anyway, because fucking, what's his name? Hornswoggle's in this. Oh, my goodness. He is, yeah. Oh. Um, Connor, fair one in my uh, non-wrestling topic is a long one. You want the details, and I provided them. Oh, there we go. Filling out the time there. Cheers, we appreciate that. Um, Cam said, did you sell your pirated uh, Royal Rumble on Camden Market, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. And he then says, Cam, the pain of that rec- uh, leprechaun on Natro. And I was just so spoiling bad. it for, for young Danny. It's so, uh, so So glad he hasn't been a, a regular. And he sold it as, to a schoolmate for a father. You can just imagine, uh, Danny, recording it and having two uh, VCRs hooked up to make copies for people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In my head, I've got the image of Danny going to school with a really long, like almost Undertaker-esque black leather jacket all the way to the floor. And then kids coming up to him in the playground and going, I'm after Raw Rumble 97. 
and Danny just opening his jacket. Like a drug dealer. Yeah. Essentially like a drug dealer. And, and there's just, just cassette, video tapes. <laughs> video cassette tapes all in the line in. He goes, I haven't got Royal Rumble 97, but I can do you a lovely slice of Survivor Series 92. Yeah. You know, that's how I picture it. <laughs> Scottish Danny says I've still got my VHS up and running. Mine's in the attic. Where it's been since you moved into that house. No, it's, it was in my bedroom on top of the wardrobe when we moved in. So, <laughs> <up>. <laughs> so I, I mean, what I was aiming at was it's never been plugged in and used whilst you've lived ah, Actually, about a month ago, I plugged it in because I found a cassette tape in the drawer downstairs. Just a blank cassette tape. And I was like, I wonder what's on this. So I plugged it into the TV, pl- put the cassette tape in, press play. And it's and a... it did come down from the attic for about two hours, <laughs> looking like a wonky popper. It was a radio show I'd recorded off one of the cable TV stations. Before you had recording boxes and stuff like that, they'd have like a rock radio show on at midnight or something like that in the middle of the night on BBC Six or something. I recorded the radio show for me to listen to another time on a video cassette tape. <laughs> did you ever listen to it? <laughs> I did then, yeah. <laughs> with a little solitary tear rolling down your ass yeah. memories oh there we go I missed that Bruce Dickinson had his own show as well that was good anyway yeah David Dickinson had his own show as well I'll see how it's relevant um, Sharon says what sad does it know is that they are actually in the bin and I feel for Sharon because living with you would be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> cheers mate don't throw that away Sharon I might use that in about 14 years <laughs> no, sir, it's going in the bin. No, I, in fact, you, I bet you go and take it back out of the bin. You'll check the bin now to see if they're still there. It's, no, the bin's been collected now. Everything, mate, it's gone now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little Darren, bit... You, dem- get, you owe me some C90s. I'm, I'm a little bit gutted. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, Cam says, King's Pig Brothers, your magic on dodgy dealer, Danny, and his VHS <laughs> Yes. Oh, Magsy frozen there. Uh, Cam Griffin says, oh, oh, sorry, Scottish Danny says to Cam, I knew this was coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that graphic. I'm looking forward to that. Magsy's back. I mean, I have no context of, of that, but I will still enjoy the graphic anyway. Um, good cop, bad cop. Uh, Graham says, VHS chat, lol, the 18 to 25 demographic is loving this content. <laughs> you think we appeal to 18 and 25 year olds? You are mental. The Charlie rest that we talk 13. about is older. Charlie so, is yeah, 13. So we appeal to the young kids mm. and then the very old adults. We don't get that middle group. To be fair, young kids should not be watching this show. The big disclaimer for anything with, on the network. With the language of your wife, yeah, they absolutely should not be. And then Sharon says, I look very ha- really happy for a moment there. <laughs> I mean, I, am I not always happy? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, but that was a talk. real a real look of joy on your face then when you realise that I'm never going to get those cassette tapes back. You were over the moon. <laughs> I think you'll go and buy some on purpose just to... Nah, just I ain't partnering money for that sort of shit. Probably never use it. <laughs> and, and the last one for now, Connor says, VHS, never heard of it. I grew up in the dying age of DVDs. Connor, fuck off, you absolute <laughs> young man. That's, that's just, oh. That ages me so bad. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? 
Absolutely shocking. Oh, thank you so much to everyone who has joined us in the chat this evening. Uh, I suppose we want to get round now to more interactions with the CWF and our non-wrestling topic magazine. See what they've sent us. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Big filthy belch. Okie doke. Our non-wrestling topic. After taking that big swig of water. That was quite funny. Uh, our non-wrestling topic this week is inspired by the fact that we've had a big move around here at Powell Towers. All of our bedrooms are now swapped round. Charlie is in the little bedroom on her own, very happy, because she's got a telly in there, a fire stick and everything now. So she's been... I think she told me she watched nine episodes of Doctor Who yesterday. Just led in her pit. A child after your own heart. <laughs> yeah, well, I said to her, you've got the option to do it now. You've got the iPlayer in your room, set up on the telly and everything. You've got the remotes. Why don't you just watch it from the beginning again? But she's not. She's randomly picking episodes and going back and forth all over the place. It's like, right. Oh, no. That's wrong. Yeah, Take I that like TV it. offer. <laughs> uh, uh, Livy now has what was mine and Sharon's bedroom. And it's you know, she's got a double bed in there. She is over the moon with this new room that she has in there. Loads of space for it. And me and Sharon are back in the big room. First time in a decade, maybe. So it's been inspired by all the nonsense we've had to do and moving stuff around and me losing my cassette tapes in the process. Uh, Sharon says, Palace, you pleb. That's what I said, wasn't it? Powell Palace. Palace. I said Powell Towers, didn't I? That's wrong. What a dickhead. What a dickhead. I apologize. But there we go. There we go. Yes, inspired by any form of move, whether it's employment, uh, moving your house around, moving house, anything whatsoever. And we had loads of responses once again, Mags, didn't we? We did. We did. Plenty of very different ones. Another mm-hmm. uh, topic where the CWF uses a bit of creative license. Yeah, I love it when that happens as well. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes. Sometimes because sometimes it just deviates so far off the actual topic, we end up talking about nothing to do with the original topic. But this kind of works. So Yeah, it does. There we go. We will begin, because as always, Mr. Max, I will read them out in the order they arrived into us. <laughs> That's always fun. Yes, it is. We will begin with our good friend Ben at Witticisms of Ben on Twitter. He says, Bastard. Moves, eh? <laughs> Why is he? <laughs> a... Because I, I, normally I, I, I'll scan through these before we record. And yep. this is the only one that I've sca- actually really scanned through. And the last sentence. Yeah, I've is... just seen it. Yep. So. Uh, Ben says, moves, eh? Why is it that Moving On Up by M People is one of the few songs everyone sings in the voice of the lead singer? And then he says, I am certain Max does a good have a small. Maxie? Yeah. You are wrong, Ben. Very, very wrong. I'll, I'll, I will have a, an attempt, though. So it's, I'm moving on up. I'm moving bad. on now. And that's, that's a not bad. That's all right. No, finger That one it. <laughs> you sounded like ever small if she was smoke 40 a day. <laughs> I fucking hated them people, mate. Honestly, wow. absolutely. I hated them. There was a friend Very of mine. middle of the road, but they were harmless. No. A friend of mine's girlfriend 
um, loved them and played the one album probably with this moving on up track on it, like on repeat all yeah, the time. I mean, that would piss I, me off. Oh, God, I fucking hate M people so much. But yeah, when Have a Small was announced for a, a little festival in the round by Gloucester, I was like, oh, that's interesting, which is, you know, contradicting myself, really, isn't it? But there we go. Connor! <laughs> <laughs> Cam in the chat. Did I just hear Vic Reeves? It actually <laughs> did sound like Vic Reeves singing in the club style. <laughs> Moving on. I can't do it. Um, <laughs> Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says, I've been in the process of moving and it's been one bitch of a process. It is a language. Sir. <laughs> It first started when my dad recruited me to help renovate the house. First, we turned our attached garage into an office space for my mum and a laundry room. And then we tore out the floor in the hallway and replaced the floor beams and completely replaced the floor and made the space between my parents' room and hallway a walk-in closet and furnished it with pine. And then we moved one uh, I can't read that, sorry, to redo my sister's room. And then my room was the next room to be done before we moved on in the month. Long project of completely renovating our main bedroom, bathroom. Everything had to be replaced in there as well. And as I started before, there was, as I stated before, sorry, there was a real bitch of a project. Then we replaced the carpet in the living room, hallway, and my parents' room. Then it went up the market last Tuesday, up on the market last Tuesday, sorry. We had a few people already take the tour throughout the house. Also, at the time of writing, no offers yet. Uh, this is what happens when you decide to move to the East Coast in in a year's time, hopefully by mid-August, early September at the latest. Yeah, I think Connor mentioned he's going to be like living really close to the beach, actually, in the, in the message. Oh, so that'd that's be nice. awesome. And the East Coast makes it closer to us as well, so that, uh, perhaps the time difference will change. But that does sound like your dad may have roped you in to some free labour. Um, it does. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of work. But if it helps with the sale of the house, then that's amazing. And he did DM me a couple of pictures of the work he'd been doing. And to be fair, it looked really good, Connor. So you should be really proud of what you've achieved there, mate. Oh, brilliant. Well done, Connor. Uh, Graham at MGB Graham on Twitter. He says, pretty big move in 2000 from England to North Carolina. But within a few weeks of arriving, got to see my first live WWE show, which was a certain SummerSlam 2000. Who oh, headline? Was, headline? That, uh, was that Brock v Rock that year? No, that was 2002, wasn't it? Brock v Rock. Oh, was it? 2000 uh, Rock was on top. He was champion. But who did Rock face? Let's have a look. I'm sure somebody in the chat will shout out. I can out, never does. remember stuff like that. If Matt's still in the chat, he'll probably tap it all. Yeah, because Austin was like, injured at that point, wasn't he? But Rock, I'm fairly certain Rock headline, but I can't remember who against. So around the time he, was, he faced Benoit at Backlash or something like that. I think. Rock. The Rock versus Triple H and Kurt Angle. There we go. Okay. That's a banger. There we go. Uh, Steve-O, it's that time of the week again. At Total Steve-O on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? It's Steve-O. He says, I'll just plug my latest podcast. Because <laughs> it's quite a move, he says, from what he's going for. Uh, but moving to this new job has been 50-50. On one hand, I don't have to deal with moronic customers anymore, uh, pick up heavy items, or stress over managerial decisions. Which is, I suppose, a good thing. But if you listen yeah. to the Total Steve-O podcast and he talks about uh, his new roles that he's been doing, there's obviously there's challenges in every job. But I love hearing Steve-O explain the details of 
what he's facing in his different jobs, Magsy. And I also love it when Steve gets to that point where he just goes off on a rant because it's comedy gold. Uh, I've been uh, catching up on a lot of his uh, early FPL um, stuff, and he recently did a video uh, in the f- basically in the flat path of planes coming into land at Heathrow. Uh, and watching that video is amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. It's a, it's a really windy day, and the planes are essentially wobbling and coming into land, some of them sideways. Um, yeah, it's, and they look like they're about 10 foot above Steve-O's head when he's doing wow. it. It's amazing. Yeah, really good I'll video. Check uh, Steve continues dance move wise <laughs> that's not something I thought we were going to get but okay dance move wise I love going in the pit at deathcore gigs and two stepping I don't know like, what's two stepping uh, you're at, you are the heavy rocker of, of the two and you think I know what goes on when, did, when there's a mosh pit I stay away from the mosh pit yeah I so tend I to as well I haven't been to a gig in a long time, but I tend to look right down the front now. If you do look at a metal gig, the age groups, the, the average age of the person gets older the further back from the stage you go. And I have noticed myself now filtering away from the front of the stage. <laughs> you, you, you're drifting more towards the, the, the toilet, so you can, yeah. you can get in there and out pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Steve continues, windmilling, moshing, and air guitaring, and jumping around in the mosh pit. Although, ironically, my busted foot was because of this. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> I mean, I've I've seen Steve uh, Steve or air guitar, and he puts the effort into that. Yeah. That would be a sight to behold. It would indeed. It would indeed. Uh, Steve also says moving to London. Well, yeah, that's a big deal, isn't it? Um, yeah. On the on the upside, elite FPL wouldn't exist. Being part of the CWF wouldn't exist. Getting to know parts of the FPL community wouldn't exist. Going to lots of gigs, being able to essentially uh, being able to do essentially what I want is great. However, the amount of foreigners, traffic, oh dear, poor public transport, how claustrophobic, busy and congested it is, I cannot stand. The poverty divide, especially in Central, blows my mind. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. See, obviously, you know, I've been to London a couple of times, a couple of times for gigs. So I've gone into the venue, watched the band and gone again. So I wouldn't have seen the rest yeah. of London. And then when I was a real little kid, we went to like, you know, with my parents, went around the places that you'd imagine, the touristy places. So the other aspect of London, I've not seen firsthand. So it's quite yeah. interesting to me hearing Steve talk about it. That is pretty, pretty much the same for me. I, I can't stand going to London because for me, it's just ridiculously too busy. Mm. Um, so I, I've, I'm like you. I've never seen the kind of like uh, the underbelly of London, uh, but I, you, you can kind of tell. I mean, I live near uh, a couple of big cities, and the tourist spots are absolutely fine. But you know that that um, underneath that there's there's abject poverty, and I can I can see that being being infinitely worse in London. So yeah, yeah I bet it's horrible. Yeah, it must be difficult as well, I suppose, you know, being where you're from and having a wonderful place like Burn, uh, Blackburn so close. It's horrid. It's horrid. <laughs> you have to hold your breath driving through it. Dear. <laughs> uh, Rob, at UTT Rob on Twitter, he says, at 82, not Chris. and you've I. Missed, what- you've missed a, a Steve-O one out. Have I? Yeah, he's put on the. I think this is his replies have come in in, in a, a weird order. Uh, so this is a reply to his okay. 
is talking about London. It says, on the other hand, driving in central London, looking for parking in central London, looking for apartment blocks in Wembley, high-rise flats, only relying on sat-nav, management, unpathetic arseholes doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they don't... Okay. They, those don't really just apply to London anymore. No. Uh, prices, even up here in the arse end of Burnley, uh, are getting absolutely ridiculous. So mm. I can I can sympathise with that. Yes, indeed. Uh, back to Rob at UCT Rob on Twitter. <laughs> yes, <says>, anywhere. <laughs> he says, at 82, not underscore Chris and I, once moved some furniture for his sister. There was a fully assembled wardrobe that got stuck between her front door and a staircase. As she had no tools in the house, we had to disassemble it with butter knives. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm surprised we ever got the damn thing in her house. Amazing. That must be so frustrating. Just getting it literally wedged. I can't have I mean, a thing of it. Yeah, uh, but to take it apart with butter knives. Mm. I mean, it was the dumb thing up here in the north. If you didn't have a screwdriver handy, you use a knife. Yeah, um, but not to take a, a full, full wardrobe down. No, I would have just left it. I'd have just said, "Nope, that wardrobe is belongs to the streets now." <laughs> belongs, to, but it was in her staircase. It was wedged in her staircase. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> open the, the door, the take the back out. Open the door, take the back of the wardrobe out, and it's just like some doors in the middle of your stairs. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You could put that a key works. on it. You know, stop the kids. Going, yeah. <laughs> Put a lock on it. Stop the kids coming down and raiding the kitchen when they shouldn't and stuff like that. Yeah, when they want some it, just pretend you're nodding, even though they can say, "I can see you at the other side of the stairs." <laughs> no, I'm nodding. Ah, <laughs> uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. <laughs> this cracks me up because I I completely agree with this. Since it's an attempt at a move, why is the Rock's sharpshooter maneuver so terrible? He just sits there making faces. Bret Hart, this man is certainly not. I hate when The Rock does a sharpshooter. Yeah, hate it. I do. It's, it's just horrific. And like like Danny says, it, it looks nothing... Uh, it doesn't look as as painful as the, the Bret Hart no. one. And he it, it looks like he's taking a, a shit and he's got really bad constipation. It also looks like it'd be really easy for the other guy to get out of. Bret Hart, Owen Hart, and Natalia, and various other people. Benoit was the same when they used to apply a sharpshooter. Yeah, and, and Shawn Michaels, to be fair, when he used to apply a sharpshooter. So I just dropped. I got so much ring magazine. I'm spinning my arms around, knocking stuff over. Um, <laughs> when they used to apply a sharpshooter, and they'd sit back on the guy's, literally on the small of the guy's back. You're thinking you can't power out of that because the guy's weight is on him. Mm-hmm. It looks more like the Rock is pulling those faces because he's struggling to keep hold of the guy's legs and not drop them than actually apply any pressure. If you take Rock out of that picture, that literally just looks like John Cena's lying on his stomach and kicking yeah. his legs in the air. There What's the go. pain in that? There you go. Oh, dear. Uh, at Pig's Bladders, our Photoshop wizard himself, he says, a group of us were traveling to the Isle of Wight Festival from Cornwall, all on motorbikes. I was pillion on a particularly nice hardtail, no rear suspension, for a six-hour journey, Streif. Arrived at the ferry, little short of time, jumped off with the intention of going to the ticket office. I quickly realized that I underestimated the effect of a six-hour journey with no suspension would have on my legs. 
and when I and I landed face first into the pavement, I'd oh, lost the <laughs> my word. I'd lost the ability to walk for about twenty minutes. It was like someone had taken the bones out of my legs. Why? Oh, arse cramp. Yeah, oh, that's bad. Six hours, man. That's a trek, isn't it? On, on the back with no yeah. rear suspension as well. Jeez. And on the roads in this country, that is terrible. Yeah, that's Pro- that's grim. I feel I feel his terrible. pain there. I feel yeah. his pain. Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin21 on Twitter. He says, Best move I ever made was getting out of retail. Never let loyalty to your friends or workmates get in the way of you getting out of a work situation that's ruining your mental health. 100%. Correct. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. It's all, it's all well and good having um, um, friends and workmates who you really get on with, but one, they don't pay your bills, and if mm-hmm. a, a new uh, opportunity comes along and it pays better, absolutely. But like I said, me- ruining your mental health, yeah, no yep. amount of work friendship is worth that. Exactly. Uh, Dan continues, how about that? I did a nice one. I bet you thought I was going to make it all about bowel movements. And yes, I am, Dan says. <laughs> <laughs> Best move any hotel can make is to put the toilets within sight of the TV so I can shit and watch the chase at the same time. <laughs> Brilliant. That's amazing. Oh. Uh, Cam also responded, how about moving out of a hotel room because of a shit? Dan said, that was your forte. I'll let you tell that one. And uh, Cam also says about, you remember the time you missed a nine darter? Like Dan Griffin's told us our story before, hasn't he? He missed a nine darter because he was on the lavi, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Premier Inn gave us a disabled room, Cam says. I needed a uh, evacuation upon entrance to said room one double bed was not sufficient for us so knock at the door and i moved to another room i think they put a flag in what was left behind <laughs> so i had to go back in and chop it up before yeah I- there you go so i mean <laughs> that's down. not a good look is it that's not can you look. imagine uh excuse me guys we've decided to upgrade you to a better room and cam has just laid a massive cable that <laughs> yes we shall move yeah. Pardon the drains. <laughs> I'm going to close the windows and not even flush. Um, <laughs> uh, that's all I've got, I think, Magsy, from Twitter today. If uh, um, We flew through that relatively quickly, didn't we? Unless I've missed anybody out. I'm just checking now. I don't think you have. Nope, that's uh, that's all of them. Yep, well, so awesome stuff. very quick. Yeah, lots and lots of responses, but they did a good job explaining them themselves, I think. They did, as, as they yourself, always do. Mike. Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. In, I mean, as a as a kid, my mum moved around a hell of a lot, um, and I'm going to take it dark uh, as. Oh, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, um, and this is this is an art perfect time to plug Saz' uh, upcoming new project. Um, about uh, men's mental health but um, as a child I, I was in in and out of the the care system because uh, my mum was a I, bl- yeah. I muted it for you um, Thank you. so um, do you have a lot of horrible moves in that because you move from foster parents to foster parents you move from um, uh, children's home placements, things like that. Um, but the worst one was when I was in um, 
uh, a children's residential setting and my mum moved house without telling me. Um, so that was a pretty bad move. Oh, um, why? Yeah, yeah. I mean, keeping it light. Uh, uh, and I, I found her because I... I was ended up walking up the street that she'd moved on, and I recognised our pet dog, and she'd moved out. Yeah. Um, uh, on a, another note, me and Lorraine once moved house, and uh, normally you would have a, a van, but um, we decided to try and move using cars, and we ended up driving all the way through Burnley from one end of Burnley to the other with a, a three-seater uh, blue leather settee uh, strapped to the roof of our car. So that was fun. Um, other than that, I don't think we've I've had any massive moving problems. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my experiences with moving. Bloody hell. Okay. Why? Yeah. And me, uh... Hit us with a funny one, Dan. Uh, uh, Sad to, uh, to ease the tension. <laughs> um, I don't really think I've got any, to be honest. Moving wise, I mean, moving this around was was you know, a Hard nightmare. Work to Sharon, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, I, I said to Sharon earlier on, she's been fantastic. She's done so much and got through so much, and and, and she's also not had to get through dealing with this herself. And I, you know, I, I just follow instructions. It's like, what do you want me to lift and where do you want me to put it down? Yeah, but also the way my mind works and the way I suppose my mental health works and other aspects of the way that I'm made up and, and the way I sort of short circuit to a degree, I, I get a, in a bit of a mess if things aren't quite right. Mm-hmm. So it was an absolute nightmare for me having, I couldn't go, I couldn't get in the shower because our house again, as we said, is so small. I couldn't get in the shower because there was stuff being stored in the bathroom. It just blew my mind. But Sharon put up with me in that frame of mind and got on with this. So yeah, absolutely fantastic. And to be fair, Sharon said that, and that is probably the best moving story we've got in, in the, that's Sharon's moving story. It is. <laughs> it is. Sharon and I got together. We were together. I don't even think we were properly together. I think we were just kind of knocking about, I suppose, you know, and we were sort of seeing each other for maybe only a week or two. And Sharon was, Sharon was, that's at love at first out. That, it's cute that it's love at first out. Sharon was uh, living at her back at her mum's with uh, my son and my middle daughter. And when she got uh, the chance to move to a house close to her friend, I helped her move in, stayed the night, and literally never left. Brilliant. Uh, and we're still together this... now. That's kind of. <laughs> oh, I'm knackered, Sharon. I couldn't just crash for the night, could I? I, I don't sound like that. I really don't. <laughs> When I play this back, when I edit this and I play this Sharon back... Sharon is like, why are these drawers so heavy? Well, I've already put all my clothes in them, Sharon. That's why. <laughs> I was like, all my clothes. I had like one pair of jeans and two Iron Maiden t-shirts. But <laughs> uh, but there we go. There we go. Should we dive through the chat quickly, Magsy, before we uh, get on to we shall, our wrestling uh, topic? I'll just grab this one because it popped up straight away. It says one of the best movie stories Sarah had is moving all these podcasts over to SJP World Media. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, there you go. Logistically, that was that was a nightmare. Yeah, it worked out though. <laughs> um, so we'll go back to Graham saying next week's uh, episode will be about B to Max talk. I mean, I I never I don't remember ever 
having a Betamax. Mm, we did. We, well, I was talking to you my parents still about fucking it. got one. Hooked <laughs> up in the attic. I was talking to my parents. Me and Sharon went to visit my mum and dad um, a week or two ago, and we were sat chatting, and we got onto the topic of videotapes and, and all this sort of stuff. And the Betamax my parents bought uh, stopped working because my my mum made was very old. No, I was little at the time. Um, my mum, I didn't want to eat my dinner. And I was told if I didn't eat my dinner and my dad gets home, he'd be very cross. So I took it upon myself in my infinite, I don't know what I was, five years old, six years old, whatever. I thought to myself, hmm, I don't want any of those potatoes. But if I hide them in there, they'll never find them. So I shoved all my potatoes into the Betamax, shut the front wow. of it and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, brilliant, I'll get my pudding now because it looks like I finished with dinner. Didn't think and for you a second. didn't go that, back and retrieve them? No, no, they were just, it was like, you know, squidged potato mashed into the thing. My dad still doesn't find it funny now. I thought that you know enough times passed, but no, it was <laughs> brilliant. That's that's horrific. Um, Cam says he's with Steve on this one, except he loves London. Moved down there in 2014 for six years after working there in 2013. Back up north in 2020, and sometimes wish we'd stayed down there. Okay, I mean, you're wrong. Clearly, London is a it's a hell hole, um, but. Someone has to like it, I suppose. Huh. Uh, Sharon says, uh, isn't a butter knife a normal part of a toolkit? Yeah. I I'm... can just see you like, putting up a chest of drawers with a butter knife. Mate, honestly, the work that's gone into this. In fact, I can't yeah. even see you guys owning butter knives. What? Just standard like knives and forks. You don't have different... a knife... Yeah, a butter knife is it's a a, a round bladed knife for spreading butter. Oh, okay, we've got longer knives that are kind of rounded. Is that well, have they got a serrated edge for cutting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're just normal cutlery knives. But when you go to like a hotel or a B and B and whatever, and you have breakfast the following morning, and you get those little dinky squares of butter, don't you, in the foil? They yeah. don't give you a, they give you a knife then that looks similar. It's got the little serrated bits in. Don't go to that Premier Inn and think it's a classy hotel. Okay. <laughs> Sharon, this hotel's real classy. I paid £32 for the room. And look how many little bits of butter I've got. <laughs> In my pocket, there's 30 quid's worth of butter. Look, I've stole these. <laughs> we'll um, eat good this week. <laughs> there we <Brilliant>. go. <laughs> Scottish Danny says, uh, you're welcome back uh, anytime, sir. I'll have an ice-cold Red Bull waiting for you. And Cameron says, Narnia on the stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brilliant shite, uh, Cam. Uh, Scottish Danny says, um, the uh, sharpshooter is the Rock's worst crime in wrestling, without a doubt. Is it worse no, than... It's Rocky, mate, but it's surely. No. No, the people's elbow is up there for me. No, it's but I mean, it, nonsense. It's, it's nonsense, but the people loved it, so okay. it can of okay. I'll accept that then. His right hands, the punches he throws, they're oh, bullshit. They, they, they slaps, aren't they? It's and fucking even very good slaps. It's but crap. again, the people get excited when he when he, he does the slaps and spits on his hand and slaps again. Oh. Well, the people are wrong. They are. I mean, it's always, they're always wrong. Uh, Cam says, make a Pepsi Max with Cordial and I'm back with you. Oh, you oh we were going to do that this week, weren't we? 
No, we weren't. We might have said we were, but we definitely weren't. <laughs> Next, the Chain Wrestling 100. We're going to do stuff like that. Yep. Um, Dan Griffin says, say his name and he appears. Exactly. There we go. Um, King Pigs Banner says, it was fucking awful, uh, his trip to the, the festival. <laughs> but the festival was good, though. I mean, that's that's it. That's the main thing. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the, the destination, not the journey, I suppose. <laughs> Dan, Danny's doing a bit of snitching, saying that Sharon is sending him corny gifts again. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, sir, will you tell Sharon? You absolute <laughs> little grass. Um, uh, King Fig Better says uh, the bootleg bandit is Lav. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Cam, his evacuation was like King Kong's finger. Oh. Mm, it was a, bananas. It was a fucking rancid shit and all like a bro- <laughs> battleship. <laughs> and the flag, Dan says, come. Um, oh, that we've, we've covered that one as well. Um, Sir, the master of advanced squatters. <laughs> not only, way. not only did he get squatters rats, but he also ended up marrying the person who he was squatting <laughs> against. Which that's just that's just win win. It is. It is indeed. Magsy. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Oh, thank you. Um, Sharon says his mum and dad had dropped a black bag of SARS clothes off after about a week, so they were glad to get shot, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There was an occasion as well where I went to go stay at ex-girlfriends for a very short period. Um, I came back and my bed wasn't there anymore. <laughs> it was replaced with a pool table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My parents have been trying, trying to send me a message ever since I put potatoes in their video player. Exactly. <laughs> He's never forgive that. Can't wait till he's out. Then fucking potatoes. <laughs> I presume your dad's more Gloucester than you. That's why I did a I, deeper I, accent. I, my dad almost sounds London at times. Almost a bit cockney at times. Especially if he loses his temper. When my dad gets angry. He slips into this kind of angry cockney. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. Maybe. An angry Tazendale. Rabbit a lot. <laughs> rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> Cam says, what's a Betamax? Cam, piss off. Google it. They were good, and though. Dad the quality says, was good. It was actually better quality than VHS. Yeah, that's why my and, dad got a Betamax. But I fucked it up. Yeah. And do you know why uh, VHS won the, 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 the media race? Oh, see, I literally read up about this a couple of weeks ago. And it's why DVD, um, uh, Blu-rays beat HD DVD. It's the porn business. The porn right. business makes yep. the chooses the winner, and they pick VHS. Okay. So there you go. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Betamax is the robot from Big Hero Six. Is that not Baymax? I think that might be Baymax. Just a clarification here, Cam Griffin, or well, and Dan Griffin, both Griffins. Do you really not know what Betamax is? Uh, we're not that much older than them, are we? Yeah, but the, the, Dan's from York, like the posh part of Yorkshire, so they may right. not have they may not have scummed it with Betamax. Yeah, they never they never had video players when they were younger. They literally had <laughs> servants to act out the movies. In front of them. <laughs> I don't think he's that posh. Um, Cam says, "My young, our youngest has a butter spoon. A butter spoon." She loves the fresh stuff out of the tub. Or just eating it. Just eating the butter. Just eating butter. That can't be good for you. That 
yeah, that don't that sounds like a social services thing. I might need mm. to make a phone call after we finish this podcast. <laughs> uh, King King Pugsbader says coming home was terrible too. Yeah, I mean, I'd have walked. You'd probably yeah. had a less of a numb ass <laughs> walking. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine. Yeah, I imagine it was much worse because you've really got the damage done from the trip up there. Well, yeah, exactly. You, I mean, you need two weeks off after two six-hour trips on the back of a motorbike with no yeah. suspension. Bang, bang, um, bang. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, <laughs> Dan Griffin says uh, he was aware what a bit of Max is. He's just fucking with you. Ah, uh, but, thank you. But Cam says he knows what a VHS, but didn't know that Betamax was okay. a... So Cam didn't know. But, but that's fair enough, because you think Cam's 31, I'm 42. So when I was, I mean, I remember it being something when I was really little, and then we had VHS recorders after that for years. We only ever had one beat max, so that would kind of make sense because Cam would have been too young, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Dan says he would. They were not old enough to have have ever owned one. I mean, yeah, but your parents may have. Uh, and Cam says his daughter chomps down butter like Actual a butter. Actual butter, though. Why? That's have you thought about yogurt maybe as an option? <laughs> Do you still buy Lurpak Cam? Because that's must cost a fortune. Jesus Christ. No, he's transitioned her onto she he can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> to certainly save us some of the saturated fats. That's uh, my, my belly when I make toast and there's you're all like you make a you know a toasty or whatever, so you put loads of butter on so it fries the bread up nice to the toast. What's your there. heart told you about your right. toasties? No. You're not allowed to eat <laughs> Sometimes there's a bit of butter on the knife, so I'll you know I'll just lick it off or chucking it in the bowl, you know, to wash off. Right? Oh, that's grim. But it's just force of habit more than anything. After I've done it's it, for the habit that you lick butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, oh, you know, but just that little bit that's on the knife makes me feel a bit jippy. I can't imagine using yeah. a spoonful of it. With a, and not a spoonful. And multiple spoonfuls because she chomps it down like a gooden. Perhaps that's something else we should do on Chain Wrestling 100. <laughs> it's the I'm... low pack is the only stuff that she will touch. She won't have none of the no pack stuff. So she's like, at least she's classy with the butter that she picks. None well, of that. She's got none standard, of that Alveon butter. Yeah. If you put anything on the spoon, Sar will lick it. Very, very true. Um, and it makes it it makes it, uh, Cam wretch, but at least she's getting some decent trans fasting while she's growing in that. Yeah, fair and point. Dan has you. witnessed it live. You absolute animals. You. That's in, I, that, that's blown my mind. That's eat, yeah, eating butter. Yeah, I mean, like, as a young kid, like, I, I'd imagine the the, the sweets that like jam getting a spoon and eating the jam or um or, do you remember the f- remember peanut sp- butter yeah or like chocolate spread i mean yeah. i do that so the, the, the girls have both got their own tub of chocolate spread with their names written on the lid so they don't argue about who's has had all the chocolates but they've got their own but when they go to bed i get a, so, a little bit so you you buy two jars of chocolate spread when you go shopping sharon does yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, yeah, you sorry. don't you don't get involved in none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, well, sure, right, live on one, Charlie on the other, because Liv will go through a spell of like loving chocolate spread on toast, smash through it, and then Charlie would come to have some on the off chance. Oh, it's all gone, or vice versa. So this way, they got their own. There's no arguments. You know, they can just crack on, can't they? Do you remember I mean, Fluff? 
fluff like marshmallow fluff. Yeah, it was like marshmallow stuff, and you could spread it on toast. Yeah, I had it once. Uh, I had a, a, I went into a diabetic coma, and I've never had it again. Oh, see, I love that stuff. That was so good. But the white one, the strawberry one was nasty, mate. But the white one was I've good. only had the white one. And it wasn't mine. Um, I can't even remember where I where I got it. But yes, it's so it's sickly sweet. It's like it's literally like liquid sugar. Yeah, and you spread it on your toast. Oh, that was banging. I used, when Liv was really little, I used to let her sit down and just eat that out of the thing. What's that Sharon saying in the chat? Sharon says uh, the girls have different um, chocolate spreads. Charlie likes it with the white chocolate swirls, where Liv doesn't. Oh, is that why we do that? I misunderstood. Jesus Christ, that. <laughs> <laughs> but yet you'll still have a little cheeky spoonful of each just to... More for testing to make sure they are not mm. poisoning themselves. You think I'd notice they'd be different then, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much everybody in the chat on twitter and so on from the cwf for getting involved in tonight's show thus far uh we're nearly 90 minutes in and we still got to talk of raw rumble magazine so Um, i think we better get on and actually talk a little bit of wrestling let's do it Uh, let's get ready to rumble Magsy won the poll with my selection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have such an evil. That, that was a cackle as well. That was, that was an evil cackle, that laugh. I planned it as well. When I Did made you? the pick, I knew that you put it forward. And I thought, I'm going to get this on the docket because it's a great rumble. Yeah, it but, is. But it's, it's going to be a win to the bag. So you wait until you hear my link from this rumble to where I want to go next week. I feel man will be better. It probably will. And yours will probably win, but I'm just going to throw this out there now before we get there. How brave are you feeling? CWF. We'll get to that afterwards. Okay. War rumble is he's going to come to every one of your houses (laughs) with a jar of fluff and eat your (laughs) chocolate spread. (laughs) Uh, Royal Rumble 2007 from San Antonio in Texas uh, constantly referred to throughout the, throughout the show by all the commentators and the, the pre-roll everything as obviously we're talking up to this point the most star-studded rumble in history mm-hmm. now when I first heard them say that I laughed I was our oh, typical WWE hyping bullshit but I'll tell you what Max after the rumble finished I went back through my notes and I made a note of that most star-studded rumble in history. Up to this point, 2007, I think that's actually an argument for that because this has got some names in it, hasn't it? This has got this is some thirty competitors. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's let down by a couple, I suppose. I mean, Kevin Thorne, Viscera. but Viscera, you always need a huge big man monster heel in there. Um, So he fulfilled that role. And if he actually was part of a record breaking um, uh, spot where it took nine people to eliminate him. So you, 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 you always have that kind of like um, incident in a row rumble, but yeah, apart from like a a handful, um, it is pretty pretty stacked. Also with Viscera, it links back to what we were just talking about as well, doesn't it? Because Viscera was dressed in all white. So he kind of looked very, like the very brave for a, well, he, a man of his size. 
Yeah, he looked like the Marshmallow Man from um, the end of Ghostbusters, didn't he? Was this in this was in his uh, world's greatest lover? Yeah, uh, gimmick where he came out in smoking jackets and pajamas. Yeah, yeah, and that's another link to a note I've got here because obviously Lillian Garcia got him romantically one of his, involved one of his uh, women yeah, yeah one of his ladies hi, hi, i must have took lillian garcia for granted at the time because how fucking good was lillian garcia and in introducing this raw rumble whilst i was watching the exact same thought went through my mind i miss lillian garcia she was absolutely amazing as a, as yeah. a uh, ring announcer yeah she was superb absolutely brilliant Building up to the actual start of the match, we get a couple of moments backstage where we have people drawing their numbers. Um, Kevin Fawn, Hornswoggle, and the great Carly. And none of them opened the the ball that they picked. No. And then later on, we get the Sandman picking his number, and he does the same. He picks it up and then just throws it away and says it doesn't matter. Yeah. And then we get Ric Flair. I think he picks the last ball. Yeah. And then he does a... A strip club. He does a strip club dance essentially with, with extreme expose. They were called. Was that what they were called? Yeah, yeah. The and they were the biggest in. balls that Kelly Kelly has ever held. Why? I find that hard to believe. She got that. <laughs> She's held bigger. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't make jokes like that because what Vincent Mann's been accused of, to be fair. Let's get, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Great fruits. No. Um <laughs> uh we've got uh, we've got JBL, Jerry Lawler, and Michael Cole on commentary. Quite a mixed team. And I felt I felt this actually worked. I was a bit concerned at the beginning because I scanning through the pay-per-view, I saw Jim Ross on commentary and I thought fantastic. When Jim Ross was not commentating on the Rumble, I was a bit like, ah, uh, okay. And Lawler can be a bit up and down. JBL can be a bit up and down. But I felt this dynamic worked relatively well, Mags. Uh, yeah, uh, the, there was a few points. Where I, this is uh, where Michael Cole wasn't the the seasoned professional that he is now. Uh, and I think JBL and, and Jerry Lawler bail him out a couple of times on, on the mm. commentary. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Lawler was kept his shenanigans to a minimum, I suppose. Um JBL was was actually quite good, um, so yeah, this it was a it wasn't a, a, a commentary team that will go down in the annals of history as one of the best, but it was adequate for this rumble. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Ric Flair has drawn number one. So um, why fucking be dancing with a, a lot of strippers if you draw number one? That's the worst. He didn't, didn't even look at the number, did he? Well, yeah, there is that. Yes, I, I see that point. He didn't look at his number. I wish there was a camera following him, so he could have been, you know, giving it some with like, Kelly Kelly and <laughs> dancing away, all happy. Walks around the corner, opens that little thing, and just goes, "Oh shit!" You know, I look, re- I look really silly now. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, now Finley. I look really silly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Finley is number two, so we get an interesting ninety seconds between these two older guys battling away before Kenny Dykstra arrives. And this is Kenny after the Spirit Squad when he seemed to lose any charisma he once had. Yeah, uh, he was clearly the standout of the Spirit Squad, without a shadow of a doubt. But once he was on his own, um, his weaknesses were very, very exposed. Um, It was a a simple case of Vince seeing something in in a person and it not quite translating. So Vince gets bored of the new play thing 
and moves on to someone else. And unfortunately, Kenny, he just wasn't destined to be the great star that perhaps he they thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the main thing that was going for Kenny in the Spirit Squad was... I mean, he's, he's got a bit of height to him, obviously. He's got a certain look to him. But for me, it was the fact that he was so young. They constantly hammered that home, so that must have appealed to them. And that top yeah. rope leg drop he could do. That yeah. aside, I can't remember anything about what he did in the ring. I remember he battle-wrapped John Cena outside the uh, an arena. Oh, yeah. But that, he wasn't in the spirit squad at that time. Mm. Um, and I remember he was being pushed as... He was going to be the youngest WWF champion when he was part of Spirit Squad. Um, but yeah, there was just the best thing about Spirit Squad was when they got shipped back to uh, Ohio uh, yeah. Ballet Wrestling. Yes. Jim Cornette hated that, by the way. Have you heard Cornette rant about this? Yeah, he did. He, yeah. I mean, Cornette rants about absolutely anything, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd heard it. I must be getting old because I find myself agreeing with Cornette more and more, you know. Oof. About wrestling and not all of it, you know, but yeah. Uh, number four is Matt Hardy, and he is quickly followed by Edge. So already we've got Ric Flair, Finley, all right, Kenny, we can forget, but you know, Matt Hardy and Edge there, that's pretty substantial already, isn't it? For the for the first uh, four or five, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So it's, uh, it's started off hot. Uh, we've got uh, a little bit of a revisit of the Edge versus Matt Hardy um, storyline. So um, yeah, there's a lot of a uh, lot of good action in this first yeah. uh, first few minutes. Flair gets a couple of chairs, and it seems like he's setting up for the concerto. Yeah, or in, that, his, in this... his mind, he is. I don't yeah. think anyone else knew that was going to happen. <laughs> no, because Kenny Daxter kicks the chairs straight back out of mm. the ring. Um, but yeah, this was when Edge had been going round concertoing everybody, so Flair was trying to get a bit of payback. Kenny ain't about that laugh. He says, nope, you've got to you win this rumble fairly, Flair, like you did in 1992. Yes. Oh, what a rumble that was. Uh, Kenny's eliminated. Sorry, Flair's then eliminated by Kenny. <laughs> and then he is then eliminated by Edge. Yeah. And rightfully so. We don't need him hanging around, do we? I mean, I would rather Flair stayed in, but it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, we then get uh, the first Royal Rumble entrance from the ECW brand ever, in theory, because their their own TV show didn't exist back in the 2006 Rumble. No, it didn't. No. So we had uh, Tommy Dreamer being the first, and he's quickly followed by Sabu, who naturally, being in a Royal Rumble, does the most logical, you know, tactical ploy that you could have going into a match like this, and that's get a fucking table, right? Makes zero sense whatsoever, but you know something's going to happen soon, don't you? Exactly. And the person who sets up the table is going to go through the table. Yes. Um, in a similar way, I suppose, to to Kenny Dykstra earlier, we have somebody come out now in Shane Helms who may have been decent in the ring, but when he's not wearing green, kind of loses a little bit of the charisma. I mean, it, it was good in three count as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I enjoyed three count. He was a great singer, obviously. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Gregory Helms <laughs> as a character is, I mean, the thing about him was he wore a do rag, and mm. that's it. Um, and the nickname as well, JBL describes him as SmackDown's best kept secret. That's not something to be fucking proud of, is it? 
especially the fact that he's been wrestling for like a decade already yeah. and it's somebody's secret. Uh yeah. But a tal- amazingly talented talented wrestler, but just no character here. It's the no. the hurricane is way better. Yes, indeed. Uh Sean Benjamin follows him, and he's another one who just always seems to be missing something. But he could have been a huge, huge star. I mean, he was already he was a big deal. Let's be honest. Intercontinental title reigns, tag team title reigns, fantastic matches. He should have been a world champion. Yeah. It just he, just missing a little something, wasn't he? He had the look, he had the the I mean, at that time in the in the WWE, his his wrestling was phenomenal, very innovative. But maybe it's another coming down to character again and charisma, maybe mm. he just didn't quite have it. Yeah. Um but yeah, he should have he should have earned way more plaudits than he got. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, at this point, I kind of noticed that the ring's filling up. And it is. Whenever, We're whenever waiting we for a big man. We are, but the, it's a little bit different this time. Mm-hmm. But whenever we whenever we cover Raw Rumbles, we tend to find that there can be quite uh, sort of, they run to a similar formula most of the time. Yeah, Formulaic, yeah. Yeah, ring fills up with lower level guys, bigger name comes in, clears the, the ring, and it fills back up, and so on. Um, so I was expecting that. But, I mean, here... Number 10 is Kane. He comes out and, and you know, st- choke slams Sabu through that table that we mentioned, which is a fantastic, actually, wasn't it? He really and, threw him through that table. And, and I think, does he does he not throw Tommy Dreamer out as well? Yes, he eliminates Dreamer as well, yeah. But that's kind of it. And we've still got a good nine people in the ring, mm-hmm. which yeah, is, the, you know. This is, it's, this is weird for a Kane Royal Rumble because... Um, they they mentioned on his way to the ring all all his his plaudits. This is he becomes the 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 most Royal Rumble entries, uh, the most in uh, Royal Rumble entries in in uh, in uh, succession. But I think he only eliminates maybe three people, and we're clearly used to Kane coming in mm. and clearing house. So for yeah. that to not happen is yeah, that's quite weird. Yeah, it is. Um, CM Punk. Is next Sharon's favorite wrestler. Sharon's dropping in, and this is when Charlie came downstairs uh, to make herself a cup of tea. When I had this on downstairs and making my notes and so on, and I said, "Oh, CM Punk's just come out into this rumble. If you want to watch, because Charlie doesn't mind Punk." And she didn't recognize him because he had no tattoos on his chest. The short, you know, the the the, the short hair was you know he cut. He had the long hair at the time, mm-hmm. and it took her a few seconds to actually twig which one was CM Punk. And it really makes me think how different he is now. To how he was back then as well, Max, isn't it? Yeah, this this is more like um, uh, Ring of Honor, Summer yeah. of Punk, Punk. Yeah, this is. I don't think he's been that long in the company at this time. So, mm. um, this was. I mean, they put him over on commentary as well. Uh, JBL, especially saying how uh, how super talented he was. Um, but yeah, this is. <laughs> Yeah, he says quite a few times how he thinks he's an amazing talent. But he also talks about how he, he doesn't drink and doesn't do drugs and says yeah, he, he's, he's boring. He says that, but he and he says he, he should be better. It'd be better, more entertaining if he if he drunk a lot. But uh, mm. he does say talent-wise, um, he's, he's uh, very, very good. Um, but I think Punk was just trying to 
make a name for himself. And he lasts quite a long while in this room. Yeah, he well. does. Someone, someone relatively new to the company, it, you would normally think he'd be fodder for, for mm. a lot of the other guys, but he actually lasts pretty well in this uh, in this rumble. I don't think yeah. he gets any eliminations, but um, he lasts uh, quite a while. Uh, next up is King Booker. And at this point, I'm thinking, you know, well, he is next, and then Super Crazy follows him. And at this point, I'm starting to think this is moving really quickly. I know it's 90 seconds between entrants, but yeah. it, it doesn't feel rushed. Don't get me wrong. But I'm, I'm sat there and I'm thinking, okay, we're coming up to the halfway point, which is when the Sandman comes out next at number 15. That's, that's, you know, that's halfway in your rumble. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. wow, that flew by. That went so quickly. Yeah, I felt that as well. Especially with, I mean, the, the entrance ramp was, uh, was an, a decent size as well. Um, not too long, not too short. So there was plenty of ring action, but you, you're at this, this flew by. And I think it actually only lasts what less than an hour. I think this rumble is less okay. than an hour. Um, so it is, it is a very, very quick one. And it, you can, you can kind of understand why WWE should stick to two minutes uh, between mm. entrance and nine seconds, because this was the era where they we're just trying to get pay-per-views out the door um, rather than it be about the show. Um, so, yeah, nine seconds for me is too short of a time between entrants. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, the Sandman does arrive, though. Um, weird hearing him come out to music that's not Enter Sandman by Metallica, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. He canes a few people, and then he's thrown out. So I hated this. In, I, guess. I, I absolutely hated this because Sandman was one of... Uh, one of the people who they made a deal of about picking his number, he gets a very unique at the time entrance, and then he's in the ring for less than a minute. He, can, mm. he uh, Singapore canes quite a few people, and then he's, he's thrown out. I don't, they made such a big deal of him, and then buried him all within a minute. It yep. just didn't make sense. Uh, adding to the claim that this is the most star-studded Rumble of all time, number 16 is Randy Orton. So he is one half of the Tag Team Champions of Edge, who is also still in this Rumble. So that's interesting as well. This was this was the rated RKO era. Yes. It? Yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but there was a bit of tension between the two. Yeah. Um, they worked well as a team, but there was always that kind of... Um, who's going to turn on who moment. Mm, yes. Which I find that interesting. I find, you know, that, that, that's good for me. Uh, they eliminate the hardest because both hardest are in at this stage that operated our co eliminate them. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Benoit arrives and it makes me again, just think, man, I love that entrance theme so much. What a song that is. And it's been ruined forever. Uh, what, um, wasn't his son in the um, crowd at, yeah. at AW recently? Yes, that ringside, yeah. 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 
Oh my goodness, doesn't his son look like him? Doesn't he just is, is oh. this is is it this is David, isn't it? I think it's called. Is it David or Daniel? Oh, Daniel might be the one who got yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's David. Okay. Yeah. But Why? yeah, he looks he looks so much like him. Yeah, absolutely mm. looks like it's, him. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh dear. Um Ben Wyroyes and just suplexes the crap out of everyone. Oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> that was great. Yeah, I mean Booker T's uh, when he gets a uh, German, the the effort on his face. You, you, I mean Booker T's great at pulling faces as it is, but the arms spread out like a like an eagle, and the 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 fear in his face. Yeah, it really sells the the Germans. Yeah. Um, RVD is next, and again I got another note here saying how deep is this roster at this point? Yeah. Like, granted, we've got three brands in ECW, SmackDown, and Raw. And I remember SmackDown, the mid card in SmackDown, feeling a bit weak in the sort of mid 2000s. But when you see it like this, and you've got 30 guys in the Rumble, this is this is I some mean, list of talent, isn't it? This, this, aside from Gregory Helms and Kenny Daxter, they're the only two fillers that have been mm. in here so far. Yeah. All the rest of these were legitimate stars. Indeed. Um, and then in comes Big Viss. <laughs> oh dear me! Well, before that, we get a little bit of shenanigans with Kane and Booker T, don't we? Ah, we do. Yes. Now, did um, this lead? I'll let you, let you explain what what happens, but I can't remember this era very well. So, did this lead to something at a future event? Um, I don't remember. I'm sure okay. we'll Dan in the chat will know because he's our he's our Kane historian. Uh, but essentially, uh, Booker T is eliminated by Kane, and Booker is not happy about that whatsoever. And he actually gets back in the ring, beats up Kane, and and throws Kane out, um, which was weird seeing Kane yeah. eliminated like that. I mean, relatively yeah. easy elimination. Uh, but it is in the rules that somebody can re-enter. It's the Hogan rule, I assume, where someone who's been eliminated can help eliminate someone else. Yeah. So, so yeah, Dan, did this lead to uh, a feud between the two? Between I mean, King Booker. You tend to find what happens at the Rumble kind of gives you direction to where we're heading at WrestleMania. So did Kane and Booker T wrestle at WrestleMania 23? I don't know. Um, I can't think what either of them were doing. I'm going to quickly look. Okay. Um, no, we'll we, have, we'll, uh... we have no way out. Kane defeats, yeah, Kane defeats King Booker. Okay. Like, no way out. So that would be the next pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, and then at WrestleMania, let's have a look at, I, I don't think that Kane and Booker, yeah, because King Booker was in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And Kane oh, right. faced Great Carly. So okay, yeah. Perhaps. So yeah, so it led to it led to a no way out filler match. Mm. Well, there we go. <laughs> like you mentioned, Magsy, at number nineteen, we get Big Viss dressed in white, doing his best Stay Puft Marshmallow Man impression. He's um, a sexy big man. He's he is indeed. I, I especially like the gap in his front teeth where you could fit a pound coin. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shelton Benjamin here is is d- doing something that looks pretty spectacular, but at the same time, kind of gets a little bit overlooked. He's hanging from the bottom rope with both hands, 
with his feet just above the floor and just literally just hanging there and using the strength of his arms to stay in the match. That it's, it's not as spectacular as some of the Kofi Kingston stuff we would see in later years, of course, but that takes some strength, some athletic ability. Uh, Magsy's uh, frozen there. I don't know if people can still hear me or is it Magsy that is having the problems? Let us know in the chat if you can still hear me and I will you know, do my best to carry on until Mr. Mags rejoins us. Up next, though, at number 21, we have Kevin Fawn entering. The the vampire from ECW that drew his number earlier on. It, it was a ropey character, granted, but similar, I suppose, to how we spoke about um oh my goodness, what was the guy's name? See, that's how 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 in, you know how irrelevant this mag this guy is. He wrestled on Raw, dressed as a gladiator for a little while. Um, I believe he worked for TNA. He's a modern day wrestler. When we looked at the 2023 Royal Rumble in the previous week, the best part of his gimmick was Scarlett. And when Scarlett left him at at ringside, he instantly became less interesting straight away. I got that feeling with, with Kevin Fawn, the vampire character here as well. And I wanted to like the guy. I thought the red suit, the light, Dan Griffin in the chat there, carry on cross course. It was thank you so, so much. I don't know why that slipped my mind there. Kevin Fawn, Again, the music was good. The red suit was good. The hair, was, you know, and all this sort of stuff. He, he, he could have been something decent, but there was again just something missing. And I, I think the lady's name was Ariel, his valet, girlfriend, whatever, the female vampire who escorted him to the ring. Now she, she added so much to this character. So when she disappeared, and and it just left um, Kevin Thorne, that was it instantly less appealing to me and not just because this last looks a certain way. So don't start penning that on me there. Uh, number 22, we have Bob Holly coming out and this, at this point we've got 11 in the ring. So this is again, a huge number. So I'm expecting a big name or, or a large competitor to come out very soon and clear the ring in, in our normal sort of raw rumble sort of way, it, way it works the way we normally see these things happen. Uh, number 23 though, is Shawn Michaels in his hometown. And at the time, Shawn was in or around the main event picture. And again, it's Shawn Michaels. It's you know one of the best of all time to do it. But I don't, I never really picture Shawn as being somebody who comes into the Rumble and eliminates loads of people. I mean, I, I think we get a bit of that in 96 when he was the number one baby face. But here, I didn't really think it was going to be, you know, the, the aspect to his character. I didn't think we were going to get that. He eliminates Finley, who by this point has lasted 32 and a half minutes, we're told, and eliminates Shelton Benjamin before just starts fighting with other people. Um, Viscera, as this is going on, gets eliminated by nine people. They they throw him over. I think Sean is supposed to get involved in that, but kind of misses his cue, and he joins the big group too late to actually eliminate him. He runs over, but misses it a little bit late. I think Mr. Mags is just returning here, hopefully so. Magsy, you're back. Uh, hopefully so. Yeah, all of my internet shut down then. Every single okay. one of my uh, Wi-Fi's went. So apologies, folks. Um, no, it's, it's good that well, you're back, mate. Uh, Sean Michaels has entered. Uh, Finley and Sean Benjamin and Viscera are out. Uh, Morrison and Kevin Ford miss, follow very quickly. I've, I've missed Kevin Ford. Yeah. Fuck's sake. I, I, I was making um, comparisons to Carrion Cross in that, that there was something about the guy. He had a certain look, um, but his his female companion added so much to this character. And as soon as they were Ariel, that's right. As soon as she, Ariel. yeah, she 
as soon as she wasn't present anymore, the, the interest in this particular wrestler plummeted for me. So Dan said in the chat that Gangrel is the best vampire in wrestling. He was in he was at North Wrestling this weekend, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah, uh, him, Scotty Too Hotter. I think uh, Mercedes Martinez was there. Uh, the Cultolic guys have been promoting the hell out of it, and apparently it was a really, really good show. Oh, brilliant stuff. One of the best entrance themes of all time as well. Gangrel, yeah. the brood theme. Brilliant the stuff. The brood theme is amazing. Yeah. There's a moment here with RVD that tickled me, and you've got to sort of keep an eye on him because we're getting the, the shot from, I suppose, what the hard cam is, the, the one that's a bit further back so we can see all the ring. RVD jumps to the middle rope like he's about to springboard off and do a move to somebody, but he stops himself and he's looking around and then he kind of makes eye contact with what I think was Chavo Guerrero. And he's just about to leap off and go for the move. And Chavo literally at full pace runs to the other side of the ring to attack somebody else. <laughs> so, so Rob Van Dam then yeah. just has to slowly lower himself back off the ropes and hope no one's noticed. It was, it's yeah. brilliant. Chavo, I ain't having none of that bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we are we then see uh, MVP making his entrance, and Carlito arrives as well. And again, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, this roster is just it's it's so deep at the moment, isn't it? I mean, yeah, Carlito. I mean, yeah, he he was so underappreciated in mm-hmm. his in his initial run. He was brilliant. Um, he did, I think he won the the uh, US title in his first ever match. Yeah. The guy was was a badass, and to see him come back recently, um, and apparently signed a full ter- uh, a full time contract, so he'll be back on TV pretty soon. Uh, nice, yeah. Kalitos, he was cool as fuck. Apparently, he rocked the boat a bit backstage because he was, um, so I say, very popular with the divas, as they were called then, the WWE divas, and he wouldn't, um, from what I can gather. Yeah. Well, no, he wouldn't limit himself to one relationship at a time, apparently. So this I caused mean, um, numerous arguments backstage, is what I've he read. He was a so. young man. He was. He had a lot of good luck to, to saw. The there yeah. you go. Uh, the ring, as I said, is still fairly full. We don't really get any proper ring-clearing moment in this rumble until kind of now, when we get the entrance of the great Carly at number 28. <laughs> The music hits. He comes walking to the ring. This huge monster of a man. Everyone stops to sell him arriving, and it, it feels like we've got a real big moment here in this match. And it's followed up by Carly throwing a series of the worst headbutts I've ever seen in my life, and then the worst ninja chops that you've ever seen. Absolute shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's a typical Vince McMahon thing, though, isn't it? Is uh, yeah. the guy's huge? Um, and Vince gets a massive stiffy about that, but mm. his, his wrestling talent, it, it was, it, it was secondary to Vince. Uh, the fact that he put the tar- the world title on him multiple times is that's a crime against that, humanity. Wrong side again, that big gold belt there, that big Bob is sporting right behind me. Disgusting that Carly was anywhere <laughs> near that. <laughs> I mean, he wants to get into that Indian market and he's tried mm. multiple times and Carly was that guy. Yeah. Jesus. Um, the Miz arrives at number 29 how and how weird Miz. was, oh my goodness. This was poor young Miz. Um, nothing like the character that he is now. Um, and the guy was in 
in and out in like seven seconds. Well, this is again, again, a little bit of context. Where I sat downstairs in my chair to watch the TV to watch this, okay, I can see the kitchen from where I am because our house again is, is is quite small and it's you know the kitchen is right there. Sharon has come downstairs from from doing stuff up here and you know still moving things around. Come downstairs, walk past me, start making myself a cup of tea, and I said, "Bloody hell, look at the state of the Miz here, Sha." By the time I finished that sentence, he was eliminated. He was out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a jobber! I mean, Miz is the is almost the the ultimate glow up in wrestling. He mm. was he come off the the MTV thing. Uh, everybody hated him backstage, and he just worked his ass off. Yep. Became a real company guy, and and he's a first. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no yeah, oh yeah. ifs ands yeah. or buts about it. What that that guy is is golden in the eyes of uh, WWE, and it all come from from things like this, where he oh. he he essentially paid his dues in the WWE rather than having to like work the Indies, which is an um, amazing. It's absolutely amazing to yeah. to know we've watched his whole career from finish to whenever it ends all in the WWE indeed uh Carly then eliminates loads of people and they're working hard for him here aren't they the likes of Carlito and so on they're bumping all over the place for him they're really working hard for this guy I hope he gave them all a big thank you backstage and we get the huge shouty line who can stop Carly and then we hear the gong number 30 is the undertaker no coat no hat no draw night entrance he's making his way to the ring at a pretty decent pace for the undertaker i think max yeah i don't think he was that fucked up physically yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, nowadays it probably takes him 45 minutes to get to the ring but mm. um yeah he Getting number 30, and the 30 is always claimed to be like the best number to get. Everyone wants to get it, but this this ends up being the first time somebody's won yeah. from number 30 in like the 19th Royal Rumble that there's ever been. Yes, yeah. ridiculous. If you, More people have won from 27. Yes, yeah, by comparison, Mental. obviously, you're talking like the luck of the draw. Nobody up until this point had won from the la- the final position. No. But in the in by comparison numbers 1 and 2, you had what? Michaels in 95. Um you had Benoit in 2004. Uh, uh, well no McMahon that would have been, wouldn't it? No, yeah, McMahon in 99 because he was mm-hmm. in number 1 and 2. Um Rey Mysterio, literally the previous year, 2006, Rey Mysterio came in at number 2. That, so you got all you these had... guys who, yeah. It makes a mockery it's... what they're saying, doesn't it? So, so, no, so you're better off actually getting one or two. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. The Undertaker just about manages to eliminate Carly because Carly can't quite figure out how to fall over the ropes. He no. is so <laughs> rough. shit. He's, the, he's one of the worst wrestlers that that ever wrestled. Yeah. One, it's certainly one of the worst world champions. Hall of Famer, though, mate. Hall of Famer. So Yeah, but it's because he was a big motherfucker, mm. weren't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, your final four for this Royal Rumble then is The Undertaker, Edge, Randy Orton, and Shawn Michaels. Now that again that, is a list of talent, isn't it? That's a, that's mental. That's yeah. A three Hall insane. of Famers and one guaranteed another guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Mental. Um we get some pretty nasty chair shots to the head here, don't we? 
Undertaker takes a few chair shots from Edge and Randy Orton, and they tease a concerto before uh, Shawn Michaels wakes up from being destroyed and super kicks the one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that sequence. I thought that was done really well, Max. Yeah, um, and the 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 way that Undertaker bled as well. Mm. It, it especially knowing we're coming to the the final two, it really adds to the the story. But yeah, it was. It was brutal. It looked absolutely yeah. brutal. Uh, Michael's then at this point eliminates Edge and Orton. And we get the brilliant visual of the final two in the Rumble, both being from Texas initially, being led just flat on their backs. And the crowd. I mean, they, the, the Undertaker one, you can understand. But Sean Michaels has just eliminated two people and then decides that's the time he needs to collapse and. Well, he had took an RKO not too long ago. But still eliminated two people. Yeah, that's super Sean, mate. (laughs) He was just working off the adrenaline. Best to ever do it, wasn't he? Uh, They're both led down on the the mat, and they're they're sat there, well, led there, sorry, biding the time. The crowd are getting into it, and they're getting more and more excited. And I love this, because we get the sit-up from Undertaker and and the little nip-up onto his feet from Shawn Michaels. And it's just... the. Brilliant drama. But the the only way they could have made that better is if it happened at exactly the same time. Mm, but yeah. But it's still a brilliant moment with Undertaker sitting up and then Shawn Michaels doing the kip up. Um yeah. yes, it's stunning. We then get a little almost like a mini match. And I think this goes about <laughs> about eight minutes, seven minutes, something yeah. like that. Just the two of them. Um, Shawn Michaels almost gets eliminated from just the undertaker hitting him with one of those big uppercut style, right hands of his. And he's and, on, the, and, on the ropes and, and bouncing around. He goes for the corner whip, which doesn't quite yeah. work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was just, that was a bit iffy, but yeah, this, this is almost um, a teaser for what we're going to mm. get in in a few years' time when these yeah. these face off at WrestleMania. And it is it is fantastic drama, like with the the teases of and teases that throw back to previous Raw Rumble finishes. We get somebody getting sent over the top rope, fighting for a little bit, and then Michaels runs to the other side of the ring. It looks like he's about to bump Undertaker out, but Taker hits him to stop him, and all these little teases and, and almost false finishes. We've got, I suppose the closest you can get to a two count, but the finish is going over the top rope. It's really cleverly mm-hmm. done, Max. And it's something that's repeated almost ad nauseum nowadays. Mm. But back then, it, yeah, it, it was way more um, exciting. Now you yeah. almost expect it in a rumble. Uh, we come to a moment where they're both on on the top of the ropes, uh, looking. It looks like a superplex, but Undertaker sort of keeps looking to the side, to the floor, like he's going to try and throw Sean off. I love that little touch of Taker looking yeah. down to almost say, "I'm not going to suit," because it'd have been so easy to throw a superplex in and go from there and so on. But he's looking to the floors because he's still trying to win the match. And those little yeah, touches, exactly. like little bits of storytelling, I think, are so so clever. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. The fact that he's focused on trying to win the match rather than to perform wrestling spots yeah mm. that's exactly how, how he should be uh should be acting uh michael's throws taker back into the ring hits that fantastic looking top rope elbow drop that he does one of the I best mean, the, the second best beyond carry sane for me you sir, are incorrect and <laughs> carry sane's elbow drop is immense oh yeah it's, it's incredible. brilliant 
Yeah. Can she do it right-handed and left-handed? No, she can't. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm wearing a Bret Hart t-shirt tonight, mate. I can get as, you know, I can fight Sean's corner as much as I want because this is going like, to give me a little bit of a... It cancels anyway. it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sean goes for a sweet chin music here, which is countered into a chokeslam. Undertaker then signals for a tombstone, which is countered into sweet chin music. Sweet chin. What an exchange. Great, this so great, good. yeah, great chain wrestling. Absolutely great chain uh, wrestling. Two of the best who have ever done it. Simple as that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the second sweet chin music is blocked, however, and then Sean is eliminated and Undertaker wins. And it's just brilliant storytelling by the pair of them. I mean, I mean, again, we we spoke about how wonderful the, the Undertaker Shawn Michaels matches are at WrestleMania in a, in a few years after this, and you say this is like an, almost like a little tease or a precursor to that. We can really see how good these two are together. I mean, you have got to think back as well. You, you think of the matches they had in the past between the two of them before. I mean, the first Hell in a Cell match is pretty spectacular. It gets overshadowed because of the Mick Foley stuff, but th- these guys had chemistry, didn't they? Yeah, of course they did. I mean, these are guys who uh, have been in and around each other for 20 years. So they 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 knew each other inside and out. Um, but yeah, it was just a great end to a, a rumble and really kind of sets the, the 2007 rumble apart from a lot of other rumbles yeah. where we don't get the... the a lot of the punchy, kicky, uh, clothesline stuff. We get, um, we don't get massive amounts of clear outs by, by people. It, it's just booked very differently than you would expect a standard Royal Rumble to be booked. Yeah. So it, it, it does make it stand out. Yeah. Without that. I suppose on that note, then Magsy, um, out of 10, what are you thinking? It, it goes a little bit too quick for me, uh, for a Royal Rumble. Um, there is a, a few, um, a few issues with with uh, some wrestlers kind of missing the spots or, or, or making mistakes, but it's a bloody entertaining match. Um, mm-hmm. That there's enough standout uh, moments in this to say that this is one of the better Royal Rumbles. Um, I wouldn't say it's top three, but it's certainly top ten, maybe top five. I had a whale of a time watching this back, so this is a nine for me. Ah, interesting. I've got nine as well. Wow. I was, I was toying eight and a half, nine, which way do I go? And just now talking through that, that closing section between Undertaker I mean, and that closing section, if that was a match on its own, that's a Super. great match. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, so then, Mr. Mags. Where do you want to go next week? So the good thing with a Royal Rumble is you get a minimum of 30 different ways you can go. Uh-huh. And I was reminded of, of something uh, earlier in the week that I really think we should revisit on this show. So Luckily, with this uh, this amount of uh, talent in the ring, I can easily link to it. So the link is going to be um, The Undertaker and Kane because I want to go to uh, the 1998 Survivor Series uh, where we had the the Deadly Games tournament for the oh, uh, vacant yeah. WWF title. Um, 
Kane and Undertaker were both in that in that tournament. Uh, didn't really last that long, but the whole point of this tournament was it was arguably some of Vince Russo's best writing when it comes to yeah. telling stories, and it's quite possibly the best heel turn that we see in in wrestling with with uh, the Rock at the end. So. I want to focus on the the main event, but obviously we will. Whilst on the show, we're going to cover uh, what leads up to that tournament and uh, the matches before. And uh, but yeah, so I want to go with the main event of The Rock versus Mankind from Survivor Series 1998, Deadly Games. Oh, I'll tell you what. Uh, there are certain times as well when we look at options for next week and so on. And I, I said to Sharon this afternoon when I was talking about chain wrestling in general, one of my favourite, one of the highlights of my week is editing the podcast for the audio version and getting to put the music in and, and the sound effects. Not that we can't use on YouTube because we get copyright strikes. Fuck you, YouTube. And um, that music there from the Deadly Game Survivor Series. Oh, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Brilliant. You know? Yeah. Lovely. Stuff. So don't put a vote up then. I've got it, mate. I've got it. Mine's really interesting as well. And again, it comes back to how brave do people want to be? I like to try and educate is the wrong word because I've never seen this match. So that'd be unfair for me to say. Great start, but, folks. He's never seen the match he's putting forward. Just remember that. No, I've seen quite a few. I've seen, I've seen probably about five minutes of it earlier on. But I thought I want to stop watching this now because I want the first time I watch it to be if it wins the poll and we can all watch it for potentially a first time. Now, I I like to go back in time, as people are well aware. And I know some people go, oh, God, bloody hell, old 80s wrestling and so on. But I think you can find, uh, yeah, some of it is shite. Don't get me wrong. Of course it is. But there are hidden gems in there. Now, this match, I think, Magsy, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this might be the oldest match I've linked to so far. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, it's in black and white. It's not, it's not in black and white, it's in colour. And the reason I'm bringing it forward is because the creator of the War Rumble, Pat Patterson, is always heralded as being a wrestling genius. I, I think people call him like a wrestling Yoda. I see some wrestlers call him online. And you know, he created the Rumble, he used to help book them and all and everyone used to everyone's amazing how you know everyone knows Great. how amazing. Apparently, Pat is, is he a really good finish guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a, an absolute you know, genius when it came to anything like this. The guy also was incredibly talented when it came to in-ring action. He was a, a very talented wrestler himself, former Intercontinental Champion and so on. Um, so I thought... We are Janeiro, don't you know? There you go, exactly. Yeah, okay. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know, it's, it's old wrestling. People might not vote for it, but fuck it, I'm going to put it up. Just out of curiosity. I thought, I'd like to have a look at a Pat Patterson match because we've not looked at anything by Pat Patterson or anything. Well, they're serious. They're not an evening gang match, for example. <laughs> so I looked up Pat Patterson's greatest matches. And this match actually won the Wrestling Observer newsletter match of the year. It's an alley fight match is what it's deemed as, but it's a street fight, basically. There's blood, there's weapons, there's all sorts. And I would like to go back to Madison Square Garden, the 4th of May, 1981. <laughs> For fuck's <laughs> <laughs> And I would like to see Pat Patterson versus a quite, quite young Sergeant Slaughter. And as I said, it won the match of the year. It's apparently quite a brawl. The moments I've seen of it, there's 
all sorts of you know there's weapons i saw weapons involved plenty of blood and so on i think it would be quite interesting to take some of this in but at the same time i really like the idea of looking at survivor series 98 so for me this is a win-win so there you go well no because that other match is going to be terrible it's going to be filmed like it was on a beta max no. <laughs> with potato in it <laughs> yeah oh, well you never know mate you never know that's the, that's the beauty of this show we can check things out and like I said we can, we can all look at something we may not have seen before we can quite easily all go back and, and watch various WWE matches over and over again and talk about the same shit that every other podcast. yeah that sounds fun let's do that okay let's not broaden our horizons as wrestling fans <laughs> then, you ignorant fuck um, <laughs> Those are your <laughs> options for next week's poll. We have uh, The Rock versus Mankind and also quite a bit of background stuff going on and so on from the show itself and the storylines entering into Survivor Series 1998. And we also have up against that the 4th of May 1981, Madison Square Garden, Pat Patterson versus Sergeant Slaughter in a wild bloody street fight effort which was the 1981 wrestling observer match of the year now that match i've got the full match via a link for daily motion so if it wins we will be able to watch it without having to subscribe so, really, so. and also adverts every five minutes fun. i didn't get any adverts. come on folks come on folks you know what the score is we want oh, you're Dead such again. a prick you're such a prick okay those are your options for next week however the poll will be up later in the week as always speaking of changes and so on later in the week and so on please remember chain wrestling live 100 is a sunday 7 p.m sunday august 30th not our usual monday night slot you're gonna get sick of us of us talking about that and mentioning it and telling you it's on a different day and a different time but uh, we're gonna keep doing it because i don't want you to forget and we want everyone to join us on that particular night you know it's gonna be exactly. some maxi yeah. should we dive through the chat before we depart this evening Yes, let's. Um, so we'll go back to this. Um, Connor says, update on the house. It's in a contract. A written offer has been accepted. So he's a beach bum to be. Congratulations to Connor and uh, and all of his family. Well done. Um, Good stuff. Hope you enjoy life on the beach, sir. Uh, Scotty Stanley said, David Benoit appearing at uh, AW was awesome. CM Punk hugging him uh, was like a, a full circle moment because uh, Chris's last ever time on camera was face-to-face with CM Punk. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, we were meant to face CM Punk, weren't it? The, the event, I think it was CM Punk. I think it was. Yeah, uh, it was. That was for the, was that for the, that was for that stupid ECW title as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because John uh, Morrison stepped in and won the championship, yeah. Yeah, uh, Scottish Danny says Kane versus Carly. Poor Kane. Oh, no, no, yeah, that was the, 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 the match that. Was uh, was that twenty WrestleMania twenty three? Weren't it? Yes, yeah. that's right. Uh, Scotty Stanley says Big Vis was brilliant. I miss him. He he wasn't brilliant, Danny. He he was shit. He was quite shit. Um, <laughs> you tried so hard to be but to, to be gentle about that, then didn't you? But just ran out of it. I don't like letting Danny down, but I also don't like lying to him. Fair enough. So <laughs> there is that. Um, Dan says Gangrel is the best vampire. Uh, in wrestling, um, he's the only one I recognise. I don't recognise any other vampire in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, even even the the commentator was saying Kevin Form was a a vampire like character. Then they didn't refer to him as actually being a vampire. It's not so. There is that. Um, Scottish Danny says no disagreements from me. Gangrel was the original and the best. And then Dan says he was at the North Shore and it actually was a banger. So right on Excellent. all three counts. 
Yeah, amazing. Apparently, it's going to be on uh, for people who want to watch it. It's going to be on Fart pretty soon. So if you've got a Fart subscription, you can catch the the North Show. I'm really gutted that I missed it because apparently it was an absolute banger. Um, Kings Pigs Better says, Vince Man loves big sweaty men. He absolutely does. Uh, Dan says, the thing about Carly, he was, he was so big, he immediately made a credible champion. Oh, Magsy Coffin has got up. We've got to the last run through of the chat before you've proper gone as well. That's good going this week. Really good going. I'm proud of you, Max. I know. I'm I'm gonna go again once I <laughs> DM me. Still coughing. You okay? Jesus. <laughs> uh, I think so for now. Um yeah, he said you made it look uh, look like a credible champion uh, to look at winning that 20 man Ray Rumble, but it only worked once for about three minutes. Uh, Dan then says, I'm going to pick a Kevin Ford match, but I didn't. I picked out not just one match, a whole tournament that we can talk about and the stories leading into it. Uh, Dan Griffin, I'd like to go back in time. I'd be fucking impressed if you were watching matches from the future. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Sarah goes back in time literally all the time. He, he doesn't like watching anything from the 90s onwards. It, it really boils his piss. No, 90s um, is all right. Some. Dan says Pat Patson's getting his vote. Oh, Jesus oh. Christ. <laughs> this has got draw written all over it. By, don't make me watch. I, I'm going to put it to you now. I will not be watching the Pat Patson match. So if it wins, I will just nod along, pretend I know what I'm talking about when I'm not going to watch the match. I'm so putting join my foot down. me on my own next week. <laughs> <laughs> when he when he wins, uh, King's Pig Bad also says time to go in the secret group. Dan and Brilliant. Dan says also saw uh, Mercedes Martinez, uh, Martina, and Rio at the services the next day. Mercedes and Rio got a, a Costa. Martina, woman after my own heart, grabbed a Greg's. Brilliant! Did you get a sausage roll? Absolutely amazing. Uh, Dan says he'll step in if Pat Patterson wins. In fact, I'm going to watch the match now, but if Pat Patterson wins, Dan joins us on the show. So I can tune out. <laughs> God, if he so, makes Pat Patterson so win, he has part. to join us on the show. It's th- it's this... I mean, I would have been less than one years old when this match w- happened. Um, what was I to say? It was May, the 1981. So I would have been... Oh, no, I would have just been old. over one years old. Yeah. yeah I would have been Jesus. about three months old. It's 40-odd years old of wrestling, sir. 42 years older. Yeah. Just because something's old doesn't mean the shit, mate. I didn't say it, it, it may be the best match ever, but the well, fact is... Let's it's watch it and find out. Black and white. It's not black real. and white. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Okay, on that note, on that <laughs> note, before we depart, I will retweet it so everyone sees on Twitter as well, but there is Scottish Danny in his long leather jacket Selling his dodgy VHS tapes. How brilliant, brilliant. is that? <laughs> it's a it's a Paul Heyman style long leather jacket it as well. Is. It is. It's a good look. It's a good look. Uh, Magzi, where can people find you online, my friend? Well, you can follow me on Twitter, but I don't care either way because I don't use it. Um, or you can follow me on that TikTok finger me jig uh, <laughs> at Podfarmer Mags. Um, where you will get daily updates on my chickens. So, yeah, come and follow me there. There we go. Uh, anything I'm I made them look in? like Paw Patrol today, just to, just to let you know. 
See, I need to find my logins again. I've got, I can't remember. I had to get in. You've got two it. fucking accounts. I know. I don't know what they are. I'll sort it out. I'll get back on there. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, anything I'm involved in, you can find by the Network of the Cars this show. So you'll be looking up at SJP World Media on Facebook, Twitter, and all that good stuff, and all your podcast players and platforms and providers where you want to be liking and subscribing as well. You don't want to be missing any of the shows and the same goes for the youtube content as well make sure you're liking and subscribing to the youtube channel because we've got more and more live shows coming all the time uh literally yesterday i was working on a video for the end the beginning of the new football coverage which is now set up ready to go um they're joining us very very soon a podcast version of that is also coming as well the doctor who pod the waiting room podcast uh, murder in mind is back on a friday after a uh, friday morning so much going on there's too much to list in the corner rsh looking at modern day WWE. loads going on with the network make sure you're following and subscribing to all of that good stuff but most importantly you can find and follow this show on facebook and twitter at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling magazine I'm off now to try and smooth things over with the wife after you pissed her off so much by making her sound like she likes CM Punk when she absolutely despises him. I'll see you next week, my friend. And I'm off to report Daily Motion for copyright claim for a Pat Patterson versus Sergeant Slaughter match. That's awesome. Just who do you think you are?